Hi, are you sick and tired of paying hundreds of dollars a month for cable or dish? GNR TV is your answer. These guys have an incredible 100% legal product that is a cord cutter's dream. For as low as $25 a month, you will get over 400 HD channels, including all major sports packages, pay-per-views, premium movies, and entertainment. To get started, all you need is a streaming device, such as an Amazon Fire Stick, internet, and a desire to save a ton of cash. No contracts, no credit checks, no hidden fees. I myself have been a subscriber, and I must say, this service is amazing. To learn more, search GNR TV on Facebook or Instagram, and I will also be posting a link on my pages to check out on my podcast website. Lastly, for first-time subscribers, use promo code SIRS30 to save $5 for your first month. GNR TV, streaming done right. Let's get slicing and dicing with Sir Sturdy Horror fans. On this podcast, you will hear me and a guest do some movie reviews, random funny horror chats, and whatever else comes to mind. So tune in, kick back, relax, and always remember, I'll see you in your nightmares. Well, just Jason's mask. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Today I have the lovely Bella with me. We're about to review the movie Milo, her choice. Fun movie, good movie. And I can see why it scares little girls <laughs> after a first watch. Yeah, the shit out of me. <laughs> it was... I don't even know how I never how this movie never came across my radar. But I, I definitely want to watch this one again. I have it playing in the background right now on mute, just so I can see certain scenes again. Get some recaps. Um, it's definitely something that um, I, I don't know. I don't know why it, it affected me so much. Uh, the first time I watched this film, like I said, I was in third or fourth grade. Um, I seen it on the Lifetime Network. I, I swear to you, with my mom, and it just it never left me. It got to a point where I actually was going to school, and I had com- kids convinced that they could see Milo, that wow. they were seeing him. That's because that's crazy. Was, that's like crazy and cool at the same time. It well, it was like I, I don't know what it was about it. I don't know if it was the voice. I don't know. I mean, and now I I look back and I can I can kind of laugh at it. I mean, he's it, it a little corny, but um, as a as a little girl, I mean, I really thought there was a boy that was going to be stalking us at the playground and he was going to invite us back to show us little dead babies in jars and it, it, it just the whole abortion and it, it was. It never left me. It never left me. To this day, I kind of squirmed a little when I rewatched it because, you know, I knew parts were coming, but yeah. I still, ah, yeah. It was fun. And the funny thing was, like, I was searching for the movie earlier today, and I looked on YouTube. It was on YouTube, and it was in Spanish. And I was yes. Like, I was like, I do not. I understand bits and pieces of Spanish. Spanish subtitles. Yes. There was no, there, it was just in Spanish. There was no English subtitles at all. And I'm like, I know bits and pieces of Spanish, but I'm not going to pick this up. I was like, I'll, I'll watch it if I have to, because I could watch it and visualize what's going on. But I don't know what the hell they're talking about. Oh, got to send you the link then. No, because the one I watched, it's it's English speaking, but it has the Spanish subtitles, and I couldn't take them off. But I'm Latina, so it yeah. worked out. It worked out. I lucked, I lucked out and found one in English, so I was good because 
I think my wife, she's Spanish. She would have been mad if I had her tra- translate the whole movie. She wouldn't have did it for me. She would have just yelled at me. Like, okay, so what did they say now? What's going on? It, it, it wouldn't have even translated right. It would have been so wonky. It would have been hysterical problem. Yep, and confusing. So I'm glad I found it in English. Yeah. I um. Did you notice uh, Mila Kunis? I believe this was her first actual role. I seen that in the... um. And when I was looking online, I was reading about the movie. I seen her name was in the movie, and I missed seeing her face in the movie. Like, I did not see her at all. She, she, she has the most speaking part out of all the students. Okay. In the class? Okay, so she's in the class uh, when... Um, yes. She's, okay, okay. I'll have to look out for her now. Yeah, I mean, she has the most speaking lines, but I think this was her first, like, coming out kind of role, which is kind of cool, because looking back, I didn't... You know, she wasn't big when I yeah. first watched this, and I, you know what I mean? And, so, um... It's just kind of crazy to see that whole kind of transformation. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, some of the, the scenes that get me the most. Oh, um, is there anything, like, I'm, I'm curious to know if, like, from what I took away from the film is very much different from how I've seen other people make reviews about Milo. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the fact that, you know, they think, um, I don't think they understand that he was never meant to survive. He was a mutant stillborn that the father put in like a fish tank and like incubated him to live but he was never meant to live so he was already like a monster yeah and then you know he starts killing and then he drowns but the father injects him and brings him back and he turns even more you know i don't even know how to explain but a lot of people don't even like understand that about this so i don't i don't know if people see why it is such a different type of scary movie overall from you know like what we're used to nowadays it's very much different it really is and like i didn't even get that until the father was talking about it towards the end of the movie where he's talking about how his what his wife was always having stillbirths and he pretty much created his son and then i was like okay now this makes sense of why this is all going on to be honest i don't even know if that was his like his girl i think like it was a woman who was coming to him as a gynecologist who mm-hmm. wanted to have needed to have an abortion, and he just took ownership of her fetus. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there was actually any actual relationship, and like, I mean, I know he considers Milo his son, but basically, I mean, he's just like a Frankenstein baby. Like, he was not meant to really be here. Um, but it, ugh, it, it, it skeeves me. I'm like so skeeved by the whole concept. Um, then you know how everyone's considering him. That, you know, Milo's gone, he's not killing, mm-hmm. and he's got all her girlfriends, like, strung up in the basement in bridal gowns. Which and is crazy. Yeah, and he's and he's pulling out their insides and stuff, and he's putting them in, in glass jars, and I'm just like, whoa, and he can't die. I mean, he keeps coming back. You see what he did to the janitor? At the end, yeah. My, my dude came back to try to help her, and like... Milo just kept getting him with the scalpel, and that's another thing. I mean, what an awesome murder weapon. Yeah, it's easy to hide, and... I'm telling you, Milo might be Puerto Rican the way he was just just attacking. I was going to say that because he was real handy with that blade. (laughs) Surprised he didn't have one up here in his cheek. (laughs) But uh, it was... was... I was real amazed by this movie, like, just because of what you were telling me from what others thought. I'm like, okay, is this movie going to be that good? And I'm watching it. I'm like, what? I don't see what the complaint. I don't see what the complaint is with this movie. Yeah, I um, 
like I said, I mean, I know mine, it's more of a personal story. It's something that, like, it really bothered me as a kid. It was very hard to get out of my head. Um, you know, I had grown up loving horror films. My first horror film was at three years old. I was telling you it was The mm -hmm. Leprechaun. Oh, um, after hilarious. that, by six, I had already worked up to Exorcist. So scary movies have been in me my whole life. I've always really liked to be scared, as weird as that is. Um, but this was one movie I never could shake. It was one movie that, till this day, I get a little, ooh, like, yeah. they say the name. If someone tells me, you know, oh, my name is fun, or my dog, I'm like, oh, nice. <laughs> That's awesome. That's that's awesome though. Like it brings you back to that moment. Oh this yeah. This movie was good. very powerful for you. That'd be an awesome cosplay, by the way. And right? a lot of people. The funny thing is though, if you didn't like say if you didn't doctor up the makeup well, if you just did the yellow coat, everybody would expect Georgie. Oh right, exactly. Like, no, but honestly, now that you said that, I don't even know if I could ever like manage that. I mean, acting, I love to do it, but like to actually put myself in that blow it and blow my face out. Maybe I should. Maybe I can challenge myself. Maybe when he's been scared times, I should like... I think you should. That'd be pretty dope. And I mean, you could just... Yeah, crazy strength. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what his father was, like, injecting him with. It was obviously these preservatives, but I feel like it made, like, um, like, the strength of, like, seven men. I mean, he was running through walls. Yeah. And, like... Putting holes in the door. I'm like, I can't do that. What the hell? What's he feeding this kid? What's what's he injecting him with? That, that's the funny part too. Is when he's smacking his head, he's like Claire, and he's trying to get in, and then he like gets disoriented and falls down the stairs. Yep. I chuckled. I chuckled. Now at 27, I finally chuckled. That's but still funny. But at seven years old, I wasn't smiling. <laughs> I was scared. I was like, he's coming back. He's he's not done yet. And um, yeah, it's like he never ends. And even at the end, mm -hmm. what does that mean? Is he still around? Who wrote Milo was here? Is that children just trying to play a game? That's that's the whole thing about Milo is I don't really know what happens in yeah. the end. It's like a cliffhanger. You're like, what the hell? So I was, yeah, I was I'm actually kind of a little surprised just because they love doing sequels. They never did a sequel to this movie. Just because the way it ends. No, but I think um I don't I, to keep it real, I don't think people took to this movie as much. And like you said, I think it's very underrated. I think it is. you know, I was shocked when you hadn't heard about it. But I, there's a lot of people that haven't heard about Milo, and um, mm -hmm. like you said, I mean, I don't, I've never seen it high on a ranks list. I mean, I think it's kind of been forgotten in the '90s. You know what I mean? It's just. And this is one of the movies that should be. This is one of the movies that should have been remembered. It's better than a lot of movies I've seen. It's better than those big names. It's better than the whole Scream franchise. Oh, appreciate that. I can't. <laughs> like, I gotta come with something good. You know what I like. Imagine they redid this, though. I hope I they mean, wouldn't ruin it. You would get to play Milo. I don't even know where we would begin. They'd probably pick, like, Cole Sprouse or something from, like, Jughead from Riverdale or some shit. But, like, anyway, I imagine if they did a resurgence of this. I mean, maybe change it up a little bit, but yeah. I think it could be good. It well, really could. It could be. And they could do it They could do it in this early 90s, or they can do it in these these times now. Either way, I think it would work. But you got to get the right cast. You got to get the right kids. And I wouldn't want big names. I hate when they put big names in horror movies. Because you know who's not going to die. If anyone wants to do a remake, I'll, I'd play the chick. I'd play the girl. <laughs> the teacher? Just putting that out there now. I would actually put... I will have genuine fear in my heart. So it'll look real. That make be, a lot of money. That would be good. That would be good. <laughs> you got to have that fear. Oh, yeah. It would be, it would be legit. For sure. 
So you you say you do acting here and there too? So, I mean, I've been doing entertainment for a long, long time. Um, I've only been in the Scarecon game for like two years, but I've been still walking for about six now. Um, but when I was younger, I did a lot of talent conventions and a lot of things like that. Um, but, you know, life takes different turns. I always try to come back to entertainment. Um, it's what I feel most reward from. Um, and, I mean, I have, you know, some college degrees. Um, I wanted to go into motivational speaking. What you do, you know, doing podcasts, just doing live, you know, interaction radio. I really like this. This is my first thing on a podcast. So thank you so much for having me. I'm like Anything. super grateful and appreciative that you even offered me the opportunity. Um, so yeah, no, I know um, I love the screen. I also have my associate in um, electronic media communication, so I know how to do the back end of it, mm -hmm. directing, producing, screenwriting, That's all cool. that good stuff. So yeah, I... um. You know, I, t I tap into a lot of different things. I think you need to be very versatile you in do. this day and age. So, yeah. Definitely do. And that, that's real awesome. And thank you for coming on the show. I This is like, I started this, it'll be two years in January. And it just started with just a couple friends and family. And I just started branching out people through Facebook and all that. And it's growing a little, little by little, it's growing. I brought it to Scaricon, um, last actually this past October. This one, right. and then last year I also brought it out there, and I had a great freaking time doing the panels and everything. It was. It's like, a whole other vibe, man. It's like it a is. family I, I never want to like live without. You know what I mean? Yes. It, it, it's a lot of love, um, a lot of gore, and it's 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 a great it's a great place to all convene together and um, for like minded lovers of horror. And uh, I'm so happy that you you you've joined the team, and uh, I hope you keep going back and keep doing the panels because um it's nice it's it's really nice and i it's a like i said it's a different kind of community than i've ever belonged to mm -hmm. in a sense i've really really missed it this year and i hope i'm not away for too long because i i uh I, like i said i really missed it you know what felt good about going to these like i didn't know about these cons of, i think this is like my fifth or sixth time going to scarecon i don't remember but i didn't know about these cons for years somehow my wife found it and my brother and i went to scarecon for a couple of years, just me and him. My wife went these past two years with me, and it was just when I brought the podcast out. Finally, it was cool being on, like being on the panel. My favorite franchise is Friday the Thirteenth, and they had the Friday the Thirteenth Seven panel on there last year, and I was yep. I was on that panel, and I was yep. just like, "Holy shit, I'm up here watching this up here on this panel with these people I've I've watched in movies since I was a little kid, and now I'm sitting here talking with them, joking around, and all this. Oh, for you sure. never thought about that stuff happening, and. Panel, like that panel, I was kind of nervous, but after that, it's it's like nothing. So this year, my brother, he moved out to Colorado, him and his wife. He flew out to go to Scarecon this year with us, and we had we were on a bunch of panels again. He, I let him do the Sleepaway Camp panel with the cast, and I let him do the Terrifier panel with the cast. And I was just on like regular like podcasting one-on-ones and all that stuff. I just threw him right in the deep end. I was like, yo, you... He did a couple panels with me so he can get his feet wet. I was like, you're going to be fine with it. He had, a, he had such a great time. And then with the Terrifier cast, they actually announced at the con, at that panel that he was doing, that Felissa Rose is going to be in the next Terrifier movie, which was awesome. And then, like, two days later, you see it spread all over the Internet. Not the video of the panel, but just online, you know, Felissa Rose is going to be in this movie. And I was like, yo, you got to be on that panel where they actually announced it for the first time to the public. I was like, that was so dope. You don't get that. No, you don't. And it's so funny that you got your brother. Like, I brought my sister into it. I um, I made her go around, like, 
I don't know if you, uh, you know, Mr. D's photography. That's kind of how I got pulled in. What up, Mr. D? Um, and my girl, Lauren Cunningham, she's amazing. If you haven't seen her, she does amazing horror makeup. She's another person you definitely probably love to have on your podcast. Cause it's funny you say that because I've, I've, I've tried to invite her, but I haven't got anything back. Maybe you can put in a word for me. Oh, yeah. I will definitely put in. That's my girl. She's she's unbelievable. She her really work. is. And she, we were up close with, with these people. I remember, like, uh, for me, Freddie. Mm-hmm. When I got to meet uh, Carlos and I got to meet um, some of the members of their cast, I was blown away. Like, I I couldn't, I got choked up. And, like, I usually don't. Um, but my sister, we gored her all up. She was scaring, um, like, Jonathan Brett from, like, Jeepers Creepers. He's That's a awesome. friend. Um, she was literally scaring the actors that scared us. You know what I mean? See, and it so was, cool. like, mind-boggling. I'm like, girl, yeah, yeah. And she's just doing her thing. I, she got to meet Sid Haig. I did at scare I didn't get his autograph and I keep kicking myself for that, but I did uh, my brother and my friend got his autograph and I just sat you know, we talked to him for a couple of minutes. Such a nice he was such a nice guy. Yes. And one thing I can say about Scarecon is J V gets people that actually wanna be there. Oh and for sure. Have a great time there and they're real friendly. There was only two people who I didn't like that he brought there that my brothers had issues with and I was like, you know what? Scratch them off that list. The two gentlemen from Scream. Who was, who was it? The two, oh, Skeet? Yeah, both of them. Yeah. Because, like, one of them, and I heard about them on another podcast, too. One of them, I don't know which one it was. My brother was, like, walking in the hall or whatever and seeing one was like, hey, how you doing? And he was pretty much like, talk to me at my table when you get an autograph. And I'm like, that's, yeah. that's a dick move. I think it was Shaggy. I call him Shaggy. Yeah. Um, and it was, yeah. At, at another what? con... I was listening to a podcast, and a guy was saying how him and his wife or his girlfriend, I don't remember which, was at a con at a VIP party. And it was pretty much the same thing. She's like, hey, how you doing? Can I take a picture with you? At the VIP party, but it's supposed to be like, you know, if you're going to go there, mingle. Oh, come to my table tomorrow, pay $80 for an autograph. I was like, I don't, I wouldn't even shake their hands. <laughs> well, um, I've had my fair share of that until they figure out, oh, she's in the entertainment. Then it's like I get welcomed in mm-hmm. for sport. Um, so I totally know, but there are a lot of actors that are so genuine oh, yeah. and to earth and, and really do appreciate, and they understand that they, they'd be nothing without their fans. Exactly. So, um, I, I definitely can, can relate to that. Um, but, um, I, I gotta say I've, I've benefited in a lot of ways being a stilt walker, being above everybody's head that they, even if they didn't want to acknowledge me, they had to acknowledge yes. me. Yes. So, um. There was a time where I went and had my sister go up to someone because I had been working and I couldn't get them and I wanted them to sign my Freddie's case. Mm-hmm. And they kind of went to her and was like, you know, you know, she's she's young. She's a little girl, you know what I mean? But she didn't grow up watching it. It was She said it was for her big sister and they didn't realize who her big sister was and that I was the still girl. And um, so they kind of gave her a little attitude. Um, the only one I remember really being just thought of shit didn't stink was... Um, what the hell is the kid's name? And he's a new kid and coming up in the in the Halloween game. But he thought he was like a rapper. Uh, oh my goodness! <laughs> I know exactly who you're talking about. Oh I, uh, I forgot his name, but I got it's, his autograph it's right. One though, it's not memorable, and his attitude won't get him far in this industry. But anyway, I wish him the best in all his endeavors. He was nice to me. I got his autograph, but he didn't mention Halloween one freaking time. He's talking about his rap career. I'm like. I, I don't. I didn't say this to him. I'm like, I don't care about that. I'm here because you were awesome in this movie. I want your autograph for this. I don't care about your rap. But, I mean, yeah, I love rap are, music, but did you see his Halloween rap video though? He 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 used Halloween. He used Michael Myers 
to try to push that. And it, to me, it was like, dude, you don't even acknowledge that you were in a role that kids would have yeah. died to have. I mean, oh, yeah. literally, let's be real. And um, like you said, I mean, is that what he's pushing when he's engaging with people at Scaracon events? No, he's not. He's pushing the rap game. And it's like, bro, you're in the wrong wrong venue right now. Yeah, or at least do both. Like, do a little bit of both. Like, hey, you know, I had a great time with this movie. This is what I'm kind of doing now. But right. But he just kind of pushed the rap thing. He's like, here, you can check out my YouTube channel. It's not in the third. I didn't even look at it. I don't. No. I didn't go there for that. He's young. He'll learn. He'll learn. Yeah, yeah. And I get, I mean, if you have a passion, I'm not going to say don't do your passion, but. Yeah, no. You're there for, you're there for a certain reason to promote that horror at a con. Do that, do, like I said, do both at the very least. Do both. You can make that work. I agree. I agree. For sure. And. You better be good at rapping for all this promoting you're doing for it. Because if I put, if I play that, you're terrible. I'm gonna let people know, like, yo, this guy's awful. I have to drop you the link. If you might have to do a review on that on your podcast, and and it will it'll be a lot of laughs. I'll tell you that. Oh man, this, laughs for sure. I would do it. I would do it. I don't think. Oh my god. But if it's good, I would say it's good. We don't come off like we're hating. No, not at all. Do your thing, do your thing. Yeah. But we forgot his name. That right there just says a lot, you well, know? You know what? It's because it wasn't like a regular name. It started with a D, I think, and Dave. I think his last name started with an F. Dig. There you go. I never heard a name like that before. And I, yeah, Dig. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't say the rest, but. And he did such a great job in Halloween. Like, I know a lot of people don't like Rob Zombie movies. I know a lot of people didn't like that Halloween movie. I enjoyed it because you've seen, which it's, I guess, typical, but you've seen why he was the way he was in a sense because he had, the abusive alcoholic stepdad, handicapped stepdad at that. And just, he was treated like shit. He was bullied and all this. And then he finally just snapped and now he raps. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he got a little weird with the unicorns and shit. I'm going to be honest. But that, that one, I, I didn't like the second one at I all. Like things like that, but I might be too realistic of a viewer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, going to film school, I think it kind of disturbed my brain in a sense, like, you know, continuity, certain things like that just stick out to me. Mm -hmm. If it's not, realistic, like, I'm kind of like, unless you're going futuristic, unless you're going completely, like, you know, kind of, that's the whole premise of things, mm -hmm. I can understand that. But, to me, a lot of times, like, I'll lose all respect for film if you can just tell, like, they put no money towards this, and then all the money's in this area of production, you know what I mean? But they drop the ball with accessories or background or whatever yeah. the case may be. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just when it becomes so apparent, like this guy lost focus when he was trying to create his, his yeah. plot line that he just went off. And, and he, he did, such, like he did so. such a great job with the first one. Then with part two, it started out pretty good. And then you see the, his mother on the damn horse. I was like, what, the, what is this? I finished it. it I don't was, know how many well, times I watched it. Dream state, I think like a dream state, but I don't, I, I, I don't know, me. you know, to their own, to their it, own. It really bothered me. Yeah. I'm always going to be a sucker for, for originals and oh, yeah. first make the things because I think that's when, I mean, even just Halloween, like, the music. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was the scariest aspect of most films when I was growing up. If the music track was not on point, then you weren't going to get me to, you know, or be clinging to something because the ambiance was being created. You know, the yeah. whole way through the film, and that's what I appreciate about old films. That's why when you had asked me, I said, I want something original. I don't know how many times I went back and forth with you, like, yo, <laughs> i got to pick something good, something no one's talked about. You know, everyone's done it. Everyone's done Chucky. Everyone, mm -hmm. you know, 
wanted something that no one might have done, and I was happy with Milo because it is a different type of plot. It is something that I think would do really well if it was redone in the right way. Um, but I also know this movie took a lot of shit, and I really don't understand why. So I, honestly, I would say. It wasn't popular. A lot of times people just say, oh, this movie's good because it's a big-name studio, like Halloween, for example, which I do love, don't get me wrong, but it's like, versus something like this, oh, I never heard of it, what's the point of watching it? Like, why not? Right, It, it exactly. didn't go to theaters, it's not a big production movie, so that doesn't mean it's not good. It doesn't mean it's not good. There's a, there's a lot of indie, and there's a lot of low-budget movies that are freaking amazing. Oh, and for sure. These Hollywood ones. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm a, I'm one of those horror fans. I love remakes. I'm a sucker for remakes, but they have to be done right. And it, for me to enjoy it, I, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2003 was a great one. Um, Friday the 13th, the remake, was it was okay. Maybe good at best, but it wasn't great. I didn't like how it wasn't too serious. It should have been darker. I liked the Underground Tunnel. That didn't bother me, but it was too jokey for me. I didn't like that it was like in 2000 instead of in the 80s. That's right. Like, Come on, Jason's in the 80s, not now. That, that bothered me a lot. and just They should have taken that more serious. Not just because he's my favorite slasher, but, you know, that does help. I don't mind, and I don't mind in the Friday the 13th franchise. I know there's, like, little comic relief here and there. That's cool, but I felt like throughout the whole movie, damn near every scene, there was something funny or something supposedly funny. That, that didn't work for me. I'm curious as to what your opinion is. Um, I don't know if you remember back in the day, they were supposed to come out with more, like, you know how they came out with the Freddy versus Jason. Yes. Then they were going to make like another serial killer versus another serial killer. Did you ever remember hearing anything about rumors? Um, I remember the Freddy versus Jason thing for years, and then I don't remember them making. I don't remember them rumoring other ones, but there was ones I had in my mind though. I wanted. I always wanted to see Jason versus Michael. I always wanted to see that. And people were like, how does it work? Because they don't talk. I said easily. Laurie Strode goes to Camp Crystal Lake. It's under a different name. She's going. Michael, she thinks Michael's gone for good. Pretty much, she runs into Jason somehow. She thinks it's Mike. She sees him from, like, a distance. She thinks it's Michael. She calls Michael. Jason doesn't pay her no damn mind. Michael ends up there because for some, some reason, he always knows where she is. Always. I have no idea how he knows. And, you know, they end up fighting, and, you know, Jason's going to win, but. They- I always want. I always want to see a matchup between Freddy and Leprechaun because they both had these magical capacities to disappear, be, reappear, and all that shit. That so would be I hilarious, like, too. Oh, it could be that. good. And, yo, you know the Leprechaun, he's funny. He's, he's hilarious. So is Freddy. He's saying those little clever little things, and I think it would be super entertaining. And then Freddy, you know, but they keep making these Freddy remakes, and I'm, they're just not doing justice no. at all. Like, I'm getting hurt. Personally, every time they want to come out with something new, and I'm like, dude, if you ain't gonna make Johnny Depp get sucked into a, a water bed filled with blood, or you're not gonna, you know, make this girl fall through the damn steps as she's going up like it's oh, swamp, yeah. they, I'm not intrigued anymore. Like, you better stop because it's it's just garbage now. It's it's it has been. Again, like I said, I do love remakes, but I feel like they need to come with some more fresh ideas. Even if you're coming out with a new slasher, like Terrifier, I loved it. A lot of people didn't really... It's hit or miss with some people because the story, there was really no story to it, but I don't feel like you really needed a story for the first one of that just because you got to know art. You don't know where he came from, which I do like. You don't know why he is the way he is, which I like. I would like more of a story for the second one, but at the same time, I just... It had some great kills in it. The upside down kill is one of my favorite kills of all time. It's definitely in my top ten list, which I don't have, but it's definitely in there. Easily. 
do have like I, I it's so hard for me to pick like what would be my top even like three i have that's hard i would have to really sit down and think about that i know jason's on that list at least once or twice and you're talking like original like friday the 13th or you're talking about in like the first of his series kind of his the, his whole series but just like one oh, okay. kid, you know um damn that's tough it is tough. I would have to like really go through and watch these movies just for the, or even watch like YouTube videos just for the kills and see which ones really stand out. The yeah. sleeping bag kill for Jason, that's one that stands out to like, everybody knows it. Right now, do you do you uh, prefer more of like the killer slasher kind of thrillers, or you you even like um like you know possession and and do you do you cover a lot of those, or is it more like the serial killers and stuff my, like that? Well, my favorites are slashers, but. Whatever anybody wants to cover, I'll do. And I'm getting more into the possession, like, stuff like that. That's why my wife loves that stuff. Oh, really? And the paranormal activities yeah. stuff and like, all that? The paranormal-type movies. Um, I love the Conjuring series. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But she likes those kind of movies. They really freak her out. And then being kind of spiritual and maybe Spanish, too. That yeah. just... Santeria and Black Magic. Oh, yeah. We, we know. We know. Yeah, you guys bring it to a different level. Real animated and stuff. But For sure. I no, I really enjoy it more and I'm I'm starting to love that like I do slashers. Okay. Just because honestly I think this podcast helped a lot because it's making me watch so many more movies that I've never heard of, like this, for example. And I never thought I'd watch just because people are like, Hey, I would like to do I'd like to review this movie with you. I'm like, Okay, well, if I can find it, I'll watch it and right. I'll tell you what I think about it. Well, I was even thinking of like movies where people get infected or like um, you know, by bugs. I mean, to some people, that could be horror. I mean, oh, that yeah. it's scary to think about a bug crawling in your ear and laying eggs inside you. I mean, like, there's a lot of different ways you could expand the horror. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just killing. It could be psychological. It could be psycho. I mean, have you done psycho, by the way? I have not. Yeah. Not yet. What? Original psycho? Everybody, like, I just, like, for most of my episodes, like I said, for the ones that we actually did reviews and we're just randomly talking horror, whatever people come at me with, I'm just like, okay, and it, and it can be fan films, I've gotten, I think, three screeners now, and they just don't want me to spoil it, which is fine, just, you know, talk about it a little bit, and I just, I go, whatever they want to do, if I can find it, I'll do it, even if I hate it, like, we did, my brother, we did Tales from the Hood too. Both of us hated it. it. Oh man, we even have a op- we have an open challenge, which we even said this at the past Scarecon on a panel. We need we want at least one or two people that really enjoyed the movie, really liked it, really loved it, not just said it was okay. Right. To tell us, come on and have a debate with us why they loved that movie because I. Nah. Uh, no. Tales of the Crypt. That see that's good. Keep it real. Yeah, exactly. That is good. That's good. But Tales from the Hood, the original one, great. Loved it. Hilarious. The second one, I don't know why they did it. It was yeah. just... And it was the same director. I don't know. He should have just did something else or had somebody else do it. I, <sighs> Sometimes I think they just... Just the fact that they're coming out with the second one, it's like, we already made it, so we don't have to put much into it. You know what I mean? Because it's yeah. like people are going to eat the shit up and buy it anyway. But that's when you become a conscious consumer mm-hmm. and you don't go and look at these videos that go into these box offices that aren't meant to be there. Because you got a lot of foreign films or indie films, like you said, that are phenomenal that never oh, get yeah. that platform or that opportunity. Oh, like, yeah. I, um, you got to start looking at, too, some of these foreign vampire movies because they get raw. That's, 
that's what I need to get into next is foreign films. One of my co-hosts, though, who I just linked up with yesterday, is has a shit ton of movies, and he has like a huge list. He's like, he's gonna get it together so we can start reviewing that from yeah. movies from like the fifties and sixties because I've never ventured that far back. Oh, okay. So I'm like, I'm Me just, either. I'm trying to really, you know, open up with this horror stuff more and see where some of this horror came from. So yeah, some of those like original Dracula movies probably yep. be really awesome to like, you know, go back and just see. And I think that's where like a lot of the some of the best makeup has come out of those years. Mm-hmm. I swear to you, with the prosthetics and, and shit like that. And that's like when they were first experimenting with latex and, and fake blood and it was black and white. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like which is incredible. We've come so far. Oh, I'm gonna get Lauren on your podcast. <laughs> This girl, I'm telling you, she'll do, like, a crazy-ass look, and, like, she's she's phenomenal. She's absolutely phenomenal, so I'm... I've, I've seen her work. Out. I follow her page. Actually, David Howard Thornton's when I put me on the page. I see him sharing it all the time. Yeah. I follow her page, and I'm just like, holy shit, this work is amazing. She did 31 Days for October, as you know. Oh, yeah. My girl's she's legit. She's legit. I can't wait till, like, somebody, like, finds her and literally... Gives her the credit she deserves because she is an amazing, incredible horror artist. And, um, yeah, she's she's going to make it very soon. Very soon. I know it. You know what's funny is this this past Scarecon, they had us on a bunch of panels. And, like, they had us on, well, I was on it. My brother was doing something else, I think. Or, no, he was sitting in the crowd. It was uh, indie film directing. Or oh. shoestring. No, so shoestring. Wow. Shoestring budget, you know. But they had a they had an indie director in there with me, so I was kind of moderated. And I would talk about the podcast as far as it's all out of my own pocket, going back and forth with that. But then they had us on a panel. This was just me and my brother at this time for special effects. Neither one of us know shit about that. I was expecting someone to be up there with us that knew what they were talking about. So we're talking about how we like special effects, and I was like, "Is there anybody in here that actually does this?" And luckily for us, two people raised their hand at first, like, "Yeah, we do this." I was like, "Do you want to come up here and do this with us?" Two more people were like, we do this too. I was like, you know what? You guys can just take this panel because you know what you're talking about. And they had a, such a good time. Like, it was cool just watching that and watching them go back and forth with the people that were in there, others that were getting into it and that do it. And I asked them after. I was like, did you guys? They're like, yeah, we had such a good time. Thank you. I was like, no, thank you because we had no idea what the hell we were talking about. I don't know where this was going to go. No, I mean, you got to give credit where credit's due, and, and that's their realm. And um, it really is such a beautiful craft. Um, I had never realized how much time and commitment it takes to do some of these looks. Um, but this girl has mastered it to a science that she can bust out a look that easily would take someone eight, ten hours. And she's managed to do it so fast before people get walking into those conventions. Mm -hmm. You don't realize she's done eight or nine promo models, me, stilt walker, I mean, full top to bottom makeup. And it's like. She just is she always out. Is she always at Scaracon? It's, it's unreal. Is she always at Scaracon? She does Scaracon. Um, I know she did this year for yeah. sure. She was there. Um, and I'm I know she's probably always gonna go back and stuff. But until until I obviously hits a platform, which she's getting there for sure, because um, you know, like like you said, she did the 31 days of Halloween and. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was impressive every day. You didn't know what the hell she was going to do. You know what I mean? From Rango to, you know, Beetlejuice. I mean, she was just coming out with these looks, and we're like, damn, girl, like, we didn't even know you had, like, where does it come from? Like, yeah, how the hell do you do this? That's what I'm wondering. Does she she have a YouTube channel? 
Um, I mean, I think she definitely does have a, a YouTube. I'm just getting on to all this kind of stuff like that. I'm more like in your face, personable, you know, yeah. um, your next door neighbor kind of vibe. But she's more into the platforms and into this. And so, yeah, she has all those channels. Look her up. Lauren, Cun Lauren Cunningham. Um, she's on Instagram. She's all over. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure she has a YouTube channel, a makeup channel. That's good. I'm, I'm only asking because I'm trying to get myself out there more on YouTube doing videos and yeah. all that. And I know it just helps being on multiple platforms when people see it and then end up enjoying it. And I just, I love it. Like, I try to promote as many people as I can when it comes to horror. If they come on here, I'll promote the hell out of you as much as I can. And okay. I, try to connect, I try to connect people too, network with people because I've had a couple indie horror directors on here that I'll send people their way. And I don't know what happens after that. Like, I'll be like, look, I sent you in that direction, you got to reach out to them, yeah. I'll let them know, and see what happens, and just, it's it's so freaking cool, it's so, and I just have so much fun with it, like, I don't even do this for, obviously I don't do it for money, because I'm not getting paid, but I would never do it for that, no, well, let me rephrase that, I wouldn't yeah. charge people to come on the podcast. That's the aspiration, it's alright, that's, that's the ultimate goal, but no, I, I actually absolutely commend you, I think most times you got to start from a place of being humble. And, 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 you know, just building up your craft and you just keep doing this more and more. I'm yeah. telling you, it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to pan out in the end. It's going to pan fun. out in the end. It's a sacrifice, though. It takes oh, yeah. it takes years and years of sacrifice and dedication. I know, like you said, you know, this all comes out of your own pockets, you know, and um, I truly admire that. You know, that's how you must be a go-getter and that's what you do. Uh, Lauren, the same way. I mean, no one's paying her and paying for all her makeup and her palettes. That comes all from her pocket, but someday she's going to blow up and it's all going to be okay. So With her work, I'm surprised she doesn't have like sponsors by now because that is just... And she does, she, she does, but I mean, it's slowly but surely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes um, people, if you're not right in LA, you're not ready right to go tomorrow, you know, it's kind of like you get overlooked, but I mean, her talent is undeniable. She's mm -hmm. definitely going to get there. She's just in a market right now that I think is not the biggest. You know what I mean? When you come from upstate New York and you're not right in New York City or whatever, you know what I mean? So it takes a little more time to, to reach a higher platform. But That's one thing that sucks, being from upstate New York. There's so many talented people out here that do so much stuff and nobody gets credit. For, the city gets credit for a lot of things, but there's a lot of people that come up from the city and come here. I'm like, look, yeah. man, there's a lot of talent here. Whether it's no. podcasting, music, whatever it is, and Absolutely. someone needs to put them on the map, put upstate on the map. I, I agree. I mean, it's unfortunate. I, I'm not there anymore. I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm hitting up the ATL. You know, I'm trying to get um, smart moves though. You know, dig some claws in the in the gravel out here and see what's up and see what I can pull out of this beautiful city. Um, but um, whenever I get to travel, I mean, obviously I know my roots. You know, I'm a New Yorker, heart and heart, and we're just we're, we're hustlers. We're always gonna hustle. Yeah. So um, that'll never leave me. That'll never leave me for sure. I hear you with that. I've even, when I do the, um, what panel was it? I think it was like Podcasting 101. It's funny because the first thing people ask is, do you make money off of this? I was like, no. And I said, honestly, I said, if you're going into it to make money, don't even do it. I said, because after two or three episodes, five max, you're going to be burned out, bored of it because you're going to not see results. It becomes people, monotonous. It has yeah. to be about building the network, building the rapport, and, and um, the, the relationships with people. You know, right. just being a genuine person, being someone that's personable will get you a long way in this world. And uh, exactly. like I said, I'm, I'm super humbled and honored that you, you even thought of me um, to be on your podcast. So 
big ups to you. And I'm I'm gonna spread this out there. I'm gonna let people know. Like you gotta be on his podcast. I you know, especially you if you're a horror fan and you're a lover yeah. of uh, exactly. Series. I believe I've seen you at Scarecon before. I know I have. I had to have. And yeah. I I know as a matter of fact, I think it was you and three other people. I don't know anybody's names. Were you did you used to do the pictures at Scarecon? They had like the Scarecon backdrop when you I first was walked by in? Mr. D's, yep, Mr. Yeah. D's booth and I um that, obviously that I was the tallest one up there. Um but yeah, I did a little promo modeling for him and I walked around and just you know represented Scarecon for JV, I think he's um absolutely amazing. They yeah. put on a great event every year. Um, and I, I always feel the love when I'm there. So, you know, anytime they want to have it, it was a little sad this year. I know they moved it to Rochester, um, mm-hmm. but I heard great things. You know, I really did hear great things. So I'm happy it went off with a hitch and, uh, it was still a good event. Yeah. I've been wondering, speaking of that, I'm wondering where it's going to be next year because I'm sure you heard some of the downs of it too with the Rochester. Um, little mixed messages, but, no, um. Nothing bad. As far as Scaricon's part and JV's part, nothing on them. It was more... The venue, the hotel itself, like, right. it's getting torn down in April. Nobody knew about that. They had a, um, which, they had a breast cancer walk that Sunday. Oh, really? All the roads were closed off. So if you left the hotel like we did to go get coffee, right? you couldn't go back in there to park in the garage. So we had to park yeah. down the street and all, you know, further down the road and all this. So people were deterred and getting upset about all that stuff. But, but the thing is, is like, the hotel didn't tell Scarecon, the hotel didn't tell anybody. My wife would, because uh-huh. we knew, we had to go check out, you know, so we can, we were still staying for the rest of the beginning. We had to check out at 11. So she went and told them and the lady was like, yeah, I know that this was going on. I'm like, you should, I'm thinking to myself, you guys should have signs up. You guys should be letting people know, right. you know, if you got to leave, try not to drive and leave the garage, walk somewhere and come back. Cause you won't be able to get back for a few hours. There's like 10,000 people walking. So logistical errors, right? Yeah. But the things other, forget other to than, inform people. other than that, I had a great, it was the best kind I've ever been to. I did VIP for the very first time. Good, good. I'm so happy. It was that great. I was, like I said, I, I'm, I'm really sad I wasn't there. I wish I was there. Because, um, like I said, it's something I look forward to mm-hmm. almost every every almost every October. And, um, yeah, a little, a little sad about it. It's fun. And, like, I love what JV and them, what they do for the podcasters. They gave us a table, two media passes. You get in there. I mean, I pay for power and all that. That's no big deal. And I just, I had such a great freaking time at this con, and I can't wait for the next one. I actually got, you know, it's funny. On the way to ScareCon, I got invited to another con by another podcaster that, it's a con he's emceeing or something. It's in Connecticut. It's called Wicked Weekend. Yeah. That's a, I've, this is my first time hearing about, well, this year hearing about it, because I see him posting about it all the time. And he just hit me up and said, like, hey, Aaron, he was like, um... I can probably get you, he's like, I can get you a table and passes if you want to come to this con. He's like, I definitely recommend the VIP thing. I talked to my wife about it, and she's like, yeah, we're going. So, we're going oh, to that. Oh, good, good. That's how it starts, man. Just yeah. keep going, keep pushing. Every every opportunity is a newer opportunity. It's a better opportunity, so go for it. Because I um, think... Uh, I'm definitely going. And then, I got invited to another con a couple of days before that. This one's smaller. It's out, I forgot which part of New York it's in. I know it starts with an O. That's all I remember. It's close to Syracuse, though. And I'm going to that one. Same thing. The guy was like, hey, I would like you to come out to the con, blah, blah, blah. Smaller. I was like, that's fine. I don't care about the size of the con. And get you a table. And I'm like, I'm, I'm going to go. I, got, I, got to, I feel like I have to take these opportunities. I'd be stupid to say no. If right. something comes up to where I couldn't, that's one thing. You know, family first, obviously. But, I mean, if I can go, I'm going because 
I got to make a name for myself one way or another. And more networking. That's my main thing is like going there and networking. I had a guy on here earlier. I had a podcast at 11 this morning earlier with a film student. And he's, he really loves horror. And he was in that panel I was telling you about, the shoestring budget panel. And after the thing was over, I went up to him, talked to him. I had already given him a card. I was like, look, email me as soon as you can. I want you on my podcast. Cause I want people to hear your name and know about you before you even start. Right. And we interview, I interviewed him earlier today. Um, he's going to be on again, definitely. He has a YouTube channel. I forgot what it's called. I know I shared it on my horror group, though, which Horror was first 30. And okay. what, they did, like, the film, they did, like, a 30-minute film and, like, two, one- or two-minute films. I didn't get to watch them yet, but I was like, look, post it on my page and share it all over the place, man, because it's, it's just how you, you should work with people, man. The ripple it's, effect. That's how it, that chain reactions. That's how it happens. Now, you, um, I know you're married. You have little ones. Stepkids, but, yeah. Not little, but yeah. But how do they respond to the? Are they into it? Do they love it? No. <laughs> really? Oh, they're, they're, okay. My okay. wife, my wife's in the horror. The kids, not so much. Like the daughter, she is somewhat. She's a Freddy fan, like her mother. The boys, yeah. not at all. Really, they'll play some video games like um, Friday the Thirteenth, or what's that other one they play? I forgot. Dead by Daylight. Oh, okay. But as far as the movies and stuff go, no. But no. What well, wrong? And. It, Kids are so impressionable, you really shouldn't start them early. But I, um, it's so funny because my brother just had his first da- daughter, and um, I became an, an aunt, and uh, my niece, his name is Charlie Ray, and her mother is a super horror fan, so Charles Lee Ray. Mm-hmm. Big ups to Chucky. Awesome. So, um, so, yeah, so it's super sweet, but I think Charlie will always have that those remnants of horror in her because Hopefully. we love it, but... <laughs> We also understand she's young. We're not going to expose her too young before she's ready. But it's cool when you see little kids at these cons. I love to see oh, the I kids. I love to see them dressed up. I love to see their parents be so creative with their costumes. Mm-hmm. I remember I seen twins come as the Shining twins. It blew my mind. I love it was that stuff. awesome. So I always love to see the kids get involved. And they come and it's a family thing. It's a family event. Yes, that's one thing <laughs> I can say about ScareCon. Definitely family friendly. And my... um. My brother, he's like my producer and all that stuff, so I gave my niece, his daughter, a pink Jason. I, first, I showed her one of my Jason masks. I think it was this one right here, and she was scared of it. So oh, right here, I had one. Ah, I like that one. This is from part seven. I forgot which kind I got this one at, but I, have a, I had a pink one that I painted a long time ago, and I'm not a great painter, but I, gave it to, I let her see that one, and she wasn't scared of it, so I let her keep it. And one vid- my brother sent me a video where he said, who is this? And then he recorded it. And she's like, oh, it's Jason's mask or something. So I was okay. like, listen, I need you to do me a favor. I was like, cut that audio out and put that in my intro for the podcast. So when you listen to the intro of the podcast, again, you hear her say, well, it's Jason's mask. Or, oh, it's Jason's mask. I was like, I'm keeping that in my intro from that. Even if I switch up my intro some, which I'm actually working on, that part is staying in there. And she's never seen a Jason movie. She knows the mask. She's seen the game. And I remember I was in the store with her one day. I think GameStop, and I was like, oh, look, Mia, what is this? She's like, that's the Jason game. She's like, but um, that's inappropriate for me. And she's five. I was like, I don't even know if she knew that damn word. Aww. I was like, well, inappropriate. But I have They'll surprise you, man. They'll surprise you. But they're, they're, they're in tune. They're in tune yeah. whether we want to accept it or not. They're, they're like little brainsters, you know? And then my other brother, he lives out, the one that moved out to Colorado, his son is five. Actually, he's also five. He's... He lets them watch, like, The Walking Dead. He lets them play the horror video games. And they'll play, like, little zombie games together. Like, like they'll shoot, shoot them with a Nerf gun. But he gets violent. 
Like he said, one time he tried to stop his head, and he had to tell him, like, look, this is just pretend. But he lets him know it's all pretend and fake. And he's gonna be a huge horror fan when he gets old. Like once he lets him start watching horror movies, he's gonna be a huge freaking fan. You know what you gotta do with him? Go do one of those zombie runs. See if he's ready. He. You ever heard of those? Does that? Uh. Uh-uh. Do one. Okay. It's, so it's like you know how they have like the five k runs. Okay. Yeah. There's a zombie run where you get three flags and there's zombies all set up in the field all throughout. And they'll pop up and they try to snatch your, your flag. Oh, nice. If they get all three, it's like you become infected and you didn't survive the apocalypse. But if you make it to the end with at least one of your flags, you made it out. That's you know what I mean? Cool. You're a survivor. That's so cool. It, it's crazy, but I mean, they look real. They pop out the mud. They pop out bushes. They, I mean, they're set up all throughout. And like in the ground, they got booby trap ones. Like, it's crazy. I always wanted to do a zombie run, but that would be something you might want to take him on and see how prepared he is. He's Well, he's all the way in Colorado now, so that'd be a... Oh. <laughs> that's, up, that's up to his dad now. He has, he's going to have to yeah. do that. I would. Yeah, it'd be fun, though. It'd be something for them. Or at least your girl. Your girl would love that. She might. You know? She scares... She she's scared. somebody real fast. She scares easy, and she's always talking about hitting people, so I'm like, I, I'm not doing this. We can't go to these type of things if you're going to be doing that, because I don't <laughs> want to get in trouble because you're hitting people because they scared you. Yeah, but it's natural instinct. Some of these ones, when you go to these haunted houses, you tell them, yo, I'm scared, back up, and they don't back up. You know, it's like they're almost asking to get smacked, you know? <laughs> Must be a Latin thing. That's the first thing you guys revert to. <laughs> it definitely is. It definitely is. Did you sure. see, um, I think it was on YouTube. It was either YouTube or Netflix. There's a, Speaking of these haunted house type things, there's one where they, it's more like a torture house than a haunted house. Oh, I've heard about this, yep. And you actually pay for this, though. You no, you don't even. You just have to bring like dog food because they donate dog food to oh, shelters and all this stuff. Okay. But they 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 like slam you, pull your, do all kinds of stuff to you, and I'm like, and you can't hit them back. I was like, I I'm, I would never sign up for that because if I, you put your hands on me, I'm gonna defend. That's how I was raised. I'm gonna defend myself. I'm not gonna. And then if you're going with like, say if you're going, because I think you can go in the groups of twos or threes. So it's like if I'm going with me and my wife, and you put your hands on my wife, I'm probably gonna damn near kill you. So yeah. that's just scaring, jumping out and scaring is fine. Cool. Right. Don't touch me. Well, some of these things are borderline sketchy, um, but I knew one because, like I said, my, my brother's uh, fiance is big into it. Mm-hmm. Um, they always look to go and do these bigger things. And there's this one in New York City. You, you pay for it, but, like, literally no matter what, they are allowed to do things to you um, and you, like, sign a waiver um, but like literally you do get like somewhat tortured. Yeah. Like see. from what my understanding is. Um, yeah, I'm not down for shit like that either. Me I'm not down for shit like that. I'm not um, signing up for that. I don't, if you want to dress up and try to jump out and scare me, cool. Even if you tap me, that's fine. But when you're like grabbing somebody and throwing them down and all this, that's, that's yeah. going to be issues because then you're going to have some ghetto ass people waiting for you outside. Yeah. It's a little invasive. I agree. Um, you know, and sometimes I think it's in good fun and other times I think they go a little too hard. I mean, if you see a girl that's clearly like about to shit on herself, like, please back up, please back up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like no need for all that. You know, you did, you did what you were meant to do. You know, you scared her. Yeah. See, I don't, the scaring thing, I find it hilarious, but it's when it gets physical. I'm like, that's, that's, this isn't right. a movie scene. This, that's not necessary for you to be doing that. I don't have a stunt double. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I don't know. <laughs> I guess everyone knows how to approach their sturdy now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would just say I'm a, I'm a nice person though. But just imagine going to something and somebody just comes up and hits you. You're not gonna just stand there like. No, there's a limit, of course. Yeah. There's a limit. 
I feel like disres- that's like disrespecting me. Like, stay yeah. in my bubble. Back up. Yeah, but think about it. If he's this real serial killer, you don't care that's about true. Your, your feelings. You know what I'm saying? Well, I don't expect me to be a hero in some sort of Friday the 13th movie. I'll be the last motherfucker to be. I'm running. <laughs> I think I just came up with a dope plot, though. Imagine that. Well, they kind of done movies like that. Like, have you ever seen the movie, um, Valentine? You know what I mean? It's like, they probably should make a movie like that, where it's like, you think that the person is, go- like, is going to kill you, but, um, I think I might have just lost my whole damn thought what I was going for. <laughs> No, seriously, but there's like, um, like the Valentine, like, it was a, have you ever seen the Valentine? I haven't, but you can, you can still say whatever you want about it. Well, no, it was like a movie where like, they were like, the guy wore a mask, it was like a Cupid, like, mask kind of thing, and, (laughs) maybe they already have made movies like that, and I'm just not, haven't watched one yet, but I'm just. (laughs) watched that one a long time either but it was good that one had denise richards in it um i gotta think of it now and it's not my bloody valentine because that was that had an original too and then they made the new one with the whole and i didn't think that one was that great but that was the one in the 3d Mm -hmm. remember Mm -hmm. i thought that was kind of trash but that one's not like the one that i'm trying to think of i can't i can't think of what i was going to say about that one i wouldn't mind seeing a horror movie if they haven't done it yet in a con you don't know who the killer is because everybody's dressed up like cosplayers and all that. That's what I was trying to say. Like, you don't know if they're. Yeah. I mean, like going to kill you, but then they could be killing. That would be interesting. That would be entertaining. Probably funny, too. But I used to have an ongoing nightmare when I was growing up about having all the serial killers locked in my high school. You know what I'm saying? And you're yeah. hiding throughout like your science class. You know what I mean? And Chucky walks by. Then you're, you know what I mean? But then it's like they meet up and they fight. You know what That'd I mean? Interesting. But you have Leprechaun, Chucky, Jason, Michael, Freddy, like all, or even like um, Hellraiser, whoever. I mean, you got to yeah. pick a few. You can't have every single one in there. But I know what but, you mean. You know what I mean? How about, you remember the movie Warlock? Not really. Damn, you got to watch that one. That's an old good one. That's an old good one. Uh, you're going to have to give me a damn list. <laughs> I'm going to start, and these ones are old school. How about Rumpel Skill Skin? Did I? S- I might have seen that once. The killer one, though. Yeah. I even seen Killer Pinocchio. You ever seen that one? I always wanted to, and I don't know why. Why didn't I that watch that? It's not bad. It's not bad. I mean, it's a little corny because he's obviously a puppet, but hey, he, like, literally kills people. Like, this dude travels to a hospital and, like, unplugs somebody's, like, breathing. Like he he does some raw ass killing in that. See, and I would a, definitely watch that though. Like one of my um, one of my favorite horror comedies is Thanks Killing with that damn turkey. I don't know if I've ever seen that one. See, now oh I'm gonna watch goodness. that one. Thank you for giving me that one. I'm it's, gonna look oh, that one up because Thanksgiving's coming up, so it'll be perfect. Yeah, I actually did a podcast with my friend Matt on that. We released it on Thanksgiving. It's hilarious. My uh, wife send me the link to that. I gotta I'll, watch that. I'll see if I can find it again. It used to be on YouTube. I'm not sure if it is. If it is, I'll let you know. But um, it's on YouTube. I'll, I'll just look it up when we get off. I'll, I'll look that it, one up. It's called Thanks. Thanks, what? Kill, thanks killing. Thanks killing. Okay. And there's a part. There's a part one and there's a part three. There's no part two. Part okay. three. They're searching for part two. But you you can really skip part three. That one was. It was okay, I, I guess. I'm gonna start with the original. I always like to watch them in like a series. Like so I started at one. But the, the, the original is one of those movies you turn your brain off and just enjoy. 
Right. Okay. Was, cool. Oh my goodness. My wife, she hates horror comedy. So when she, we, I had the movie on because I was preparing for the podcast, she just got up and left them. She's like, I can't do this. and just left the room. <laughs> I was like, okay. You know, everybody has their own things, but I, yeah. I love it. I'm, I'm open to a lot. The only movies I really don't get down with, and I'm going to be honest, is not so much I don't like noir films. You know, I just, honestly, they kind of put me to sleep. It's like watching a Western. I can't really keep my eyes open for things like that. I don't know why. They just, you know, to each their own. Everybody yeah. has their ones that they fall asleep to. That's mine. But also, I never really got down with, like, like sci-fi. Like, certain sci-fi. I mean, I could watch some, but there's some mm-hmm. that it gets, I, I just can't get down with it. They, like, bore me. You know, I don't get captured in the first half hour. I'm like, you gotta go. Yeah, yeah, I, I understand. Out, you know, it just doesn't do nothing for me. You know, I know. Sharknado is one of those movies for me. I watched the first one and maybe half of the second one, and I wanted to do it. I wanted to watch these movies for the podcast, like to talk about it, and I just could not get through. I was like, I, I, I had. I know, I know the guy that made rough. Sharknado. It was rough. <laughs> no disrespect to them, but it was no, just no. They're, they're they're new up and coming, but um, cool, very cool people. I very, think, very cool. I think I would have enjoyed that movie more if there was no names in it, rather than Tara Reid and the dude from Nine Hundred Two One Zero. If those two weren't in it, and it was a completely different cast that you've never right. heard of. I think right. I would have enjoyed it a lot more and respected it more. But with those two in it, and all of them probably, I was just I can't do it. And I you have that expectations though when you hear names like that, when you hear certain actors, even though Tara Reid has always been like a kind of wishy washy. Yeah. Still, she's been in some things, you know what I mean? Especially in the comedy, yeah. You, yeah. Um, you know, realm. So, like, I, I completely understand with that. Um, it's funny, though, in that picture that if you've seen on, on Facebook, I mean, I'm kind of getting eaten by the shark. That was, like, their their prop when they were at Last Scaracon. I thought that was for Health Shark. I was checking that out. I was like, wait a minute. I remember this damn shark was that, you know. Well, they're, do- the they're, doing, um, they're, they're doing more of those, too, as well. House coming shark? up. The, the, the house shark. Yeah, I think I, a, thir- a third or even a fourth, maybe now. I think we're. I think we're, I think we're mixing the movies up. House shark was uh, with. Uh, I don't even have the freaking prop with me right now. I have a little figure thing of it. It's probably back there. But um, that's a fun movie. Definitely check that one out. Hey, time. Do you have Tubi? I don't. It's downloaded. It's. I don't even think it's. It's an app. It's on the fire. It's on wherever you can stream at, but it's free. All you have to do is sign up with your email. There's a shit ton of movies on there. Oh, really? Okay, good. Yeah. Good to know because I'm always looking for new movies, for and sure. I'm such a movie buff. The only, not even downfall, the only thing is you have like a 20-second commercial sometimes, but it's free. You can't really complain yeah, about that. You got that, that on Netflix now. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're really getting you. They're really getting you. Hulu, even on Hulu. You pay for it not to be on. You're still getting damn commercials. Yeah, I don't mind a 20, 30 second commercial. It's not a huge deal for me, but... Well, sometimes they do the one through four, and then I, the same commercial is all four of them. You're I like, come that. on, man. I come hate on. <laughs> Change this now. No. I, once again, the Latina comes out, the impatience. It's, it's, it's starting to brew. It's starting I, to brew. Trust me. I know. I, know. I see it. <laughs> I love my wife to death. I've seen it. I, but I've I see it a lot. I gotta also say too, because now just speaking about Scarecon, everything is just like hitting me. The incredible like artists, like that are there. I mean, their artwork is outstanding. The way that they make dolls and and just like some of the vendors there. Oh my gosh! I just I commend 
their creativity. It's just it's, it's a, I don't even know how the hell they like. I'll be like, how do you do this? And I'm just like, oh, I just sit down and draw. I'm like, well, I try that. I can't even trace that good. And you're over yeah. here drawing freehand. I was like, this this guy's like incredibly talented, but there's so many amazing cats at this at at these Scarecons. I swear to you that I just had to bring that up too. Not just the the makeup artistry, but the, oh, yeah, the, the art, other oh, artists. I was in um we were at we went to Montsumania a few years ago. I think my brother went to this one with us. And there was a guy. There was guys there. I wish I remembered the freaking names. I should have wrote it down, but I didn't. But they were drawing pictures of like your favorite horror icon. So they did like half my face, and then like it would look messed up, kind of. And then the other half was a Jason mask. Oh, nice! And I was holding a soda bottle over my head, but they drew it and made it look like a machete. And I wish I knew where the picture was so I can show you. But oh, wow! I just love stuff like that. I love, and I, I have an older brother that can just, like, he does, like, auto body work and stuff, but he could just sit there and just, me and him were sitting at my father's one day, he was just sitting there looking at a magazine and just drawing the truck on there. I was like, how the hell did you just do that in, like, 10 minutes? Yeah, no, I, I, I agree that some of the, the talent there is just, like, unreal. It's amazing. Even the fang guy, the guy that comes oh, yeah. and does custom fangs, and there's just so many good, good vendors there that are just really amazing. I love it. Really I amazing. I, I love going to the Scarecon just for the damn pins. Every time I go, I get I got this one pin that I favor over like all my scary pins. It's the one of the scene of Freddy Krueger with the claw in the bathtub, and he's about to like rip out her chocha. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that pin. I got it on my jean jacket. Oh, that, yeah. What you just said there is funny. I'm gonna tell you why. <laughs> so, every con we've been going to since. I'm trying to, my wife's been to a few cons together. She just went to Scarecon last year for the first time. Ah. Uh-huh. But there was another con we went to back in April in Albany when uh, Robert England was here. My brother uh-huh. moves. My brother moved a month before this con, a month or two before the con. He was pissed because that's his favorite. Right. Of course. He sent. He left us the gloves to get signed and all that. My wife made him like a nice shadow box. But what I'm getting at is like at that con she got pins. So then Scarecon, she got more pins, and she put them on her jean jacket. And yep. she didn't do it this year because she was getting pissed off with the pins, and you know how you guys get. <laughs> <laughs> but she was like, I'm not even going to bring it. But I'm, I'm, she said, and you say the same thing. Like, I had my jean jacket with the pins. I'm just, what the? Yep. Every time Linda Blair's face comes off, I'm like, piss. I'm like, that little devilish bitch. She, just <laughs> she won't stay where she's meant to. So I, 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 I got to meet your wife at some point because she seems pretty chill. She We're is. like on each other's wavelength. She is. I hope we. I hope you're at a Scarecon again soon. Hopefully next oh, year. I gotta go back. I know. I know. I know. I gotta go. I'm gonna go back next year. I'm. I'm ready. I'm do you, ready. Do you, get, um, do you get a media pass for it? You I should. do. I get. I get. Pretty, I get hooked up. But I usually go with um, Mr. D. I go with the promo models, and he usually takes care of us. That's good so, though. Um, yeah, pick up some Mr. D for looking out for his ladies. That's, and um, that's yeah, good. I, and it's cool because like. I love what they, like I said, I love what they do with the podcast, and JV, I've had him on here three times now. I was supposed to go to the one in June, but I couldn't make it, but I've had him on here three times, and he's thinking, he's like, I love what you do with your podcast as far as promoting Scarecon, and I'm just, I just love horror, whatever, hey, whatever is coming up that I know I'm going to or going to be a part of, I try to promote it as much as I can and try to get people to go and tell people about it, and just not even because, I mean... Not because they're giving me a table. I would have did it either way. I was at a con with right. my friend, the same kind in Albany a couple of years ago. I was at a, helping him at his table. He has a um, 
he has a podcast. It's about video game technology and science. I was helping him with this table the whole weekend. And I was just promoting, promoting. Like, we would do, like, uh, we would do live recordings. And then I would do go on Facebook Live from my phone and tag the con and tag his page or my page. Right. At the end of the con that weekend, whoever runs the con came up to us and, like, you guys should apply for media passes next year because what oh. you did. But I, this was before I started my podcast. So this was two years ago then. So I didn't have enough of a backing at the time, like, enough following at the time. And I don't know if he got a pass or not. I know he started going there again and just kind of walking around. He didn't get a table because that's expensive as hell if you got to pay for it. Yeah, no, it, it but is. It was, but I'm like, you got to keep doing it. And if I'm ever at a scare, I would love to be a part of your panel. So you already got me sitting right beside you. I'm, I'm ready. Hey, look. You, I'm ready. Whatever the topic is, you might know more than I don't know how much you know about special effects, but if they get me on that one again, I'm like, look. Um, no, I'll, I'll have Lauren cover there that. There you go. But, but yeah, but no, I, I'm definitely, I hope to be a part of next year's for sure. I missed it and I don't want to keep missing it because it's, like I said, it's all about the love. It, it, it's yeah, a it's, place where people convene and it's just a lot of love. It's, it's, it's a lot of love. You know what else is cool about these cons, which you'll understand this completely, is being black and you being Spanish, being black and brown, you see more of our people at this type of stuff. Like you don't. You don't see it. You see it in the movies, yeah, but you see it more at this type of thing because you wouldn't even think about it. You think, oh, just nerds go to this kind of thing or you're too cool or too quote-unquote hard, especially with our cultures. Yeah, it's all-inclusive. And, and everybody goes culture. and everybody has a great time. I'm just like, wow. Like, I've, I would go to these cons like, wow, there's a lot of... And I don't mean this in a bad way. It, it sounds better coming from me than somebody white. Like, wow, there's a lot of black people here. <laughs> no, it's all-inclusive. You know Native Americans, I see every damn yeah. shade and size, and that's what I love. It's an all-inclusive type of event, and um, some of those other events can get very just bougie. You know what I mean? Just bougie, and you just you don't feel the vibes, and you don't feel the commonalities with people. But at Scarecon, I've never had that happen. I've always felt oh, yeah. like I was in the right place at the right time with the right kind of people. And um, I feel just with like horror fans in general, it's. Nobody cares about your race, your gender, your sexual orientation, nothing. They just, oh, right. you like this movie? Oh, cool. You should check this yeah. one out. And that's pretty much it. Nobody cares about anything. Else. Like, all the other stuff is not important. Nobody cares. Nobody brings it out. Nobody calls it. I, I don't care. And it, But it, it was, it is cool, though. But we're all scared shit. You know what yeah. I mean? But we're in a safe zone. It's so funny. I and love how that is. I, I, it, I just feel like it's cool to see people that look like you into this type of stuff, not just into freaking, well, sports, music, alcohol, weed, the stereotypical stuff. I mean, there's, there's right. a lot more to it than that. Everybody's in all that, but we like horror. We love horror, too. Right. No, I, I agree. And I, I, and all that I shit just comes love that. From the damn Scaracons do all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's so crazy how everybody just connects. Exactly. A bunch of like-minded people, man, all there for the same type of passions. Yeah. You know? There's a movie coming out that I'm going to put on your radar. It's called Jed. I'm not sure when it's coming out. I know they're okay. supposed to be doing... A, um, I had them on a couple months ago now, but I, they're supposed to be doing like a cast and crew filming first or screening first before they put it out. But yeah. it's the whole, ca the whole cast and crew is either an ally of or a part of the LGBTQ community. Okay. They, they came on the podcast a while ago. Like they reached... They, this is someone that reached out to me. I don't know how they found me. They just... They heard about me from wherever and heard about how I promote and help out. And I was like, yeah, of course, come on. And awesome, nice, really nice people. I can't wait for this freaking movie to come out. I think it's going to be great. 
their budget, they told me that like their budget, I think they only had like a $500 budget at, the, at one point. Somebody that was a part of that movie stole that money. They still did the, bu- they still did the movie. They're going to make a second one eventually, you know, after they get this one out, they said they're going to make a part two of it. And I was like, are you guys going to do an Indiegogo this time? I said, yeah. I was like, make sure you do. Let me know. I'll promote the hell out of it. And I was like, and a lot of people that I work with or contact with will definitely check it out because they're just fans of horror. And we love looking out for the little guy as far as, you know, the independent stuff. Absolutely. The underdog. I like that. And they're so, just, yeah. I'm the type, like, if you're, fr- if you're a good person, if you're friendly, I'm going to promote it. If you promote me or not, I really don't care. If it's horror, if, and, you know, if I've had little bad times with some people, but. I'm not mad at them. I don't wish them. I don't burn bridge. I don't bash them. I don't even bring them up. I just don't promote them anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, you know what that is? That's good karma on you. You don't need to talk bad about others. No. You know what I mean? Get across. Like, if some people bring it up, yeah, I've heard of it. It's cool, whatever. I just don't talk about it. I don't, again, I don't promote it. Nothing like that, which I'll tell you when we're done <laughs> recording. But it's just, I don't know. It's it's such a fun passion of mine. I just love it. And it, it shows me how much I've grown from being a kid getting pissed off at certain things and the first thing you do is lash out and yell about it and then being an adult and it's like it happens <laughs> it, sure. it happens I'm like it's not really that serious either they didn't disrespect me they didn't say anything bad about me they didn't disrespect my family so there's really nothing to be upset about yeah no I, I agree I agree I think um, a lot of people who are into horror are a lot more accepting they um are. I think they're a lot more open to to other yeah, ways. You know what I mean? And um, you know, it does it does open up you know dimensions of mind that are extremely creative and imaginative, mm-hmm. and you know, people that aren't exposed to that are kind of closed off. And yeah, you're right about it, that. It 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 comes with you know being exposed exposed to it and uh i'm happy you know i'm not, not necessarily when i have children will i expose my kids as early as i was exposed to horror films but i do think it does make you a different yeah. type of rounded person and um I'm, I'm very very pleased with the people that i've met um in you know mm-hmm. me too this, this little fan club that we have going on so and- it, it brought us brought us together exactly. and had us have this dialogue today and that's what it's all about is just two people with genuine um commonalities and loves and passions coming together and discussing something that you know i think does make this world a better place i truly do it really does and i feel horror fans seem like the most friendliest people in the world we watch the craziest shit but we would never do any of that i mean <laughs> no no <laughs> we just all think about this <laughs> shit that we wish we could do but we won't like squeeze yeah. lemon since it cuts and shit. Yeah, that's, that, and that's, that's mild. Like, if I was a sick person, I'd probably be like the lemon juice killer. I'd be like <laughs> squeezing juice and everybody's cuts. I'm serious. Let you know, that's how I would torment you, you know? And I'm going to come out with that. I'm going to come out with a, well, a movie. If I, if I want to torment or torture people, I'll just put on um, Tales from the Hood 2. And leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you can watch for the rest of your life. Oh. That's how bad yeah, that movie is. That's did like you, an easy. Did you watch that movie? Like, what was that? Did you watch that movie? Um, I think I've seen parts of that movie, but no, I have not watched that in full okay. totality. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be real with you. Nope, I have not. Well, it is on Netflix if you do want to, you know, punish <laughs> yourself. But ponder upon it. Yeah, it's. I never tell people not to watch a movie, even if I hate it. I just say, if for that, don't blame me if you do watch it and you don't like it. Because <laughs> I, I'm warning you, it was just. Yeah. I'm sorry you wasted two hours of your lifetime. 
And you know what was funny too is for some reason that morning I woke up at like four or five o'clock in the morning and put the movie on. And then like later on that day, I was like, you know what? Because I started falling asleep. I was like, I'm gonna rewatch it. And my brother texted me, go, you ready to record? I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, fuck it, let's let's go. <laughs> we said like two nice things. I remember one thing I liked about it, we both liked about it was the dude's jacket from the second story. And maybe like one other thing, which I don't remember, but it was just it was there were so many misses in the movie. And I know I'm not a director and all that stuff, but I'm just there was just so much they had like they're talking about politics now. I know they did it in the old one with like the Trump shit. I'm like, I want to watch horror to get away from that. I don't need to hear about this nonsense now. It's, oh man, it was bad. It was rough. So I'm curious as to if if radio and podcast is like the longevity of what you want to do, or if you actually would consider someday being behind and 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 directing of your own or writing your own scripts, or have you ever pondered on maybe that venture someday down the line? I would love, I love podcasting. I have such a strong passion for it. Like, I know I don't have the, um, I don't have the patience or the talent as far as directing. I don't think. And I, I have so much respect for people that can do that. I wouldn't want to just go out there and do it because everybody else is doing it. Well, I, I get that. But if somebody wants a podcaster in their movie, I'd be down for that. I just want my podcast name in the movie and you can kill me off. That's fine. (laughs) Dutifully <laughs> noted. Dutifully noted. Okay. And G doesn't mind getting killed. Okay. Yeah. No, I I just can't be I can't be first dying in the movie. You gotta stop killing because he has that one stipulation, guys. All I right. feel like my black instincts would kick in. If something crazy is going on. I'm not gonna investigate it. I'm gonna get the hell out of there. You know, it's it's like if your mother comes home pissed off because you did something. The first thing you're not gonna go outside and see what she's mad about because you know you did. You know you're gonna get beat. What do you do? You try to get out of the way. <laughs> I'm yeah, go right to the- should be a horror film that is created. I mean, I know we make a lot of funny movies about it, but it really does need to be a horror film about a, a woman or a grandma coming to kick your ass with a sandal because that shit is scary coming around the corner. And- See, with me, it was like belts and brushes, but pretty much the same damn thing. We all get it. And I'm like, oh, damn. Wire hangers, cable cords, been but, there. You, you, know, know. you know what's funny about it, though? It's like I'll make, I'll make jokes about these movies where, like, the killer, you know, the killer's after you, and you run up, the people always run upstairs and hide. And you do the same thing as a kid from your parents, like, hiding under the bed, hiding under the covers. That shit happened in Milo's. What did the girl do? Run up to the attic. What are you doing? There's no what way out. That part pisses me off. It really does. I get angry and shit, but most people do when that stuff happens. Yeah. But, and then the thing is, when she's downstairs... She goes into the basement. Now, I understand why. It's mm-hmm. because she feels her friend. Mm-hmm. So, like, she gets curious. But, yo, you've already endured so much trauma. Like, yep. get the hell out. Save yourself. But they never yeah. did. No, nah, not at all. Nope. <laughs> not at all. And I remember the first, I remember the first horror movie that scared me. That I remember that scared me. It was, what the hell was it? Not Tales from the Hood. Damn it. That's the movie stuck in my damn head now. Shit. <laughs> Thanks for the ride, lady. That tells okay. me. You know what I'm talking about. I can't think of the name. But I don't know why that scared me so much because I go back and rewatch those stories. Hilarious now. Mm-hmm. But I was watching it with, I think, a couple of my older cousins and one of my older brothers. And they would let me watch movies with them. Like, I was like five, six years old. They would let me watch horror movies with them as long as, say, if we're at my house, don't wake up mom. If we're at, you know, my cousin's house, don't wake up aunt so and so. Because yeah. we're all going to get in trouble. They're going to get in trouble for letting me watch the movie with them. I'm going to get in trouble for waking them up. <laughs> so they're like, okay, you can watch it with us. Fine, fine. Like, I was so scared. 
I had to have, I don't know which one of them it was, it might have been my brother, walk me to the bathroom, wait outside the bathroom so I can use the bathroom and come, but I came back and finished the movie. But right. that movie scared, Creepshow, that's what it was, Creepshow Part 2. Scared the hell out of me, and then, like, looking back at, like, I've watched it, obviously I've watched it more times than that, and, like, looking back at it recently, I'm just like, what the hell is so scary about this? But yeah. at the same time, your mind, as a kid, your imagination runs wild, even though you know it's fake, it's still crazy. Yeah. It gets you. It gets you. I remember I was scared of the, the Power Ranger episode where they had the clowns. You <laughs> that one? That shit got me. Oh, my. You got to look that up. That was scary, oh, though. Man. And I mean, I know I'm talking to Power Rangers. I kind of just took us out. But, you know, there's different things. That, at a kid's age, you'd be surprised. You know, now I, I can be considered a clown. I've been a clown mm-hmm. on stilts. You know what I mean? Like, but as a kid, I mean, it was no hell no. You know, don't don't play that. Stilts. So. See, you must not be afraid of heights being on these damn stilts. No, I'm very petite in real life, so I feel like I kind of get the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. If I don't get acknowledged in my everyday life when I'm up there, you're sure as hell not going to miss me. So um, I really have turned it into almost that's my superpower in a sense. And um, I assume my role when I'm up there. You know, I'm there to create an energy that people won't forget. And um, awesome a smile on people's faces it's a great photo opportunity and i always take it with great you know pride and stride and i love it i love what i do i'm extremely blessed that's so cool i i I, anybody that's involved in horror whether it's like what i do with the podcasting i like to just talk to people and see what what got them into it and just what keeps them what keeps them into it like with me I love the movies i love meeting people that are in the horror and then i love doing this the podcasting thing is just Something you never thought you would do. Obviously, when we were kids, this didn't even exist. Right. And now I'm just, you know, and all the, it's funny because I remember growing up as a kid, watching horror movies with my brothers and friends and stuff. I'm like, why are you watching this shit? Why are you, go outside, wasting your time. Like, now look. No, I'm still doing I know. Now I'm trying to keep kids inside watching scary movies and shit. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. We, we, we came up in a good time though. Oh, like, yeah. it's just, I look back and I'm like, but for me, having bodegas and going and, I mean, you could just, it was a dream growing up. Now I'm like, oh. Oh, it was, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy you know? now. I remember the first, I bought, Um, I don't remember how old we were. I know we were too old. We weren't old enough to drink, but I was old enough to buy R-rated movies. Yeah. So we just got, like, candies and Red Bulls. And I got the um, the Friday the 13th when it first came out on DVD, me and my brother, those out in Colorado. And, like, where we were living at the time, where my mother was living, there was a Hess right, literally like right up the street. You can cut through our backyard and get to it. Yeah, so that's like, an old memory, Hess. So I was like, I'll be right back. I'm going to run up to Hess, go there, get you know, get some candy and stuff. And he was waiting for me at the crib. Yeah. I, I guess after, not too long after I left, this asshole went out and hid behind a big-ass tree. I'm coming back, running through the yard. He just grabbed me. I didn't scare the shit out of me. I was like, Yo, you're a fucking asshole. But it was hilarious. And I know if I would have thought of it and it was the other way around, I would have did the same exact thing. But yeah, it was just... My- Oh, God. My brother, one time, he dressed up as Michael. He had the full jumpsuit. He had the dope mask. I mean, the expensive one that Mm -hmm. looked good. You know what I mean? And he had the knife that when you stabbed, the knife went inside the handle. Oh, so it looked like you're stabbing somebody. You know what I'm saying? And one day, it's dark. We used to sit on this green box. I think it was like the electrical box. I lived in my uh, townhomes Mm -hmm. at the time. And um, we all used to convene around this little green electrical box and sit outside of it. Um. And I remember one time, you know, the light was, like, flickering on the street. And we looked down, and it's like, we see a dude, like, in Michael attire. And I'm like, am I, like, bugging out? And my best friend, 
growing up, she looked two houses down. Her sister was petrified of Michael Myers. Petrified. Like, that was her biggest mm-hmm. feat. So when she seen Michael, her ass booked. I kind of got stuck because, you know me, I'm like a little more risque. I'm like, that ain't Michael. No. Yep. You know, I'm a little more ballsy as a child. Heaven's just kind of shocked. That was my girlfriend at the time. Her sister, Jen, she booked. She was gone. And I remember, like, my brother slowly approaching. He, he, he pulled this shit off. Good. I mean, he didn't run. <laughs> he, he really stayed in character. Got so close to us. In fact, at this point, I didn't think to run in the house. I thought to book her ass up a tree. So my friend, I'm trying to get my friend up this tree. And finally, she pulls me up at the last minute. My brother swings the knife, actually knocks my sneaker off. My sneaker falls to the ground. And that my brother left us up there for hours. He just, like, kind of tormented us and shit for hours. And um, this oh, is real. I mean, this yeah. really happened. But I remember we did a lot of stupid shit as kids. I mean, oh, me and my brother, he yeah. pretended to beat the shit out of me one time. And he threw ketchup on me. And my friend really thought he was hurting me. And we had it all planned out. I mean, oh, we were man. sick kids. We were sick. We did a lot of sick shit. You know what I mean? All for the, all for the shits and giggles. Yep. You know what I mean? I look back. I'm like, damn, we were actually, like, super convincing. But kid try to pull that shit today. Oh man, it wouldn't have last. I mean, a kid probably come out with a gun and like really think it was serious. You know what I mean? That's yep. what I'm saying. We we had a good time growing up. Oh yeah, you know? we were still ki- We still were kids. And right. I remember actually, I wasn't even a kid then. I was probably like 19. When I did this. I tried to scare my mother and act like oh. I got jumped. <laughs> no <laughs> good. Yeah, that's not a good one. She didn't, even, good. she didn't even find it funny. My brother was dying. <laughs> So I had like a little hole in my shirt. So I was like, I just I was like, it's an old t-shirt. I don't care. So I just decided to rip it more. And she was like, what happened to your shirt? I was like, I was walking to Hess and these kids came running over and jumped me. And my brother was just like, he was trying to keep his composure. And right. she like made a face at first. Then she's like, stop lying, Aaron. Why are you? And he just started <laughs> dying. I was like, all right, I, I did this on my own. I didn't. <laughs> it didn't work. Didn't get the effect I wanted at all. It was Aww. almost like she didn't even care. <laughs> like whatever. Oh, poor thing. <laughs> but she like, she knows how we are. Like, if that really happened, there would have been a lot of yelling and all kinds of nonsense. And It like, sounds like the rejection of not believing in you was kind of the scariest part of that story. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I, you know, I've, we mess with her a lot. Everybody messes. I don't, know what it, I don't know what it is. Like, with my father, I never acted, not that I acted up around my mother, but I would never talk back, joking around, nothing at all. Even to this day, my mother, though, you're, I was always messing with her, joking around me and my brothers, and we'd get beat for it. <laughs> but my, for my, my father, though, for just for stuff, I'm just like, a, nah, I'm not even gonna, I wouldn't even think about doing half the stuff I did. And not like in a disrespectful way, but just little stupid, silly stuff from a kid on, even to an adult, I'll still I try to annoy my mother here and there. But my father, I just feel like he'd punch me in the face or something and just, I don't know what he would do. Yeah, dads are different, dads, especially with boys. But yeah. I, I remember growing up, I had a, a good guy doll. Uh, well, my brother had a good guy doll. And one day, he actually suspended him into the shower with one of my kitchen knives. <laughs> so when I went to pull back the shower curtain to go shower, um, sure enough, there was good guy there sitting awesome. here with my little plastic knife. Um, and that gave me a good fright. So like I said, I mean, I really, if I look back, I have some real authentic little yeah. horror stories that I'm like... Holy shit, like, that's, that really took place. That my, really took place. My that Michael thing really happened, too. There was really a man in a yellow jacket, riding on a bike, with things in his spoke that had that crazy. same sound. And I, like, 
I freaked out. I mean, I, I lost my shit. That's, I lost my that's shit. That's hilarious, though, at the same time. My uncle was telling me, um, when it, this was well, his ex at the time, but what he did to her, he had a good guy, though, because he loves Chucky. And what he did was he, you know, was making, like, tapping noises on his table, like, Chucky's feet running on the, because she oh, fell asleep on the couch, on the coffee table, and then just sat Chucky yeah. down, and she woke up. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Scared the shit out. I was like, yo, that's freaking yeah. hilarious. Hilarious. People got a lot I shouldn't say about Chucky, but if you see his ass coming for you, I mean, I, even, I mean, I want that, I want that challenge. I want Chucky to be real. Like, I want him to step inside my house. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm ready. Like, I'm so ready for Chucky. You yeah. know what I mean? But, um, but yeah, no. People that, like, don't see the humor in it, I just, like, I feel really bad for people like that. Oh, like, yeah. I'm like, come on, dude. Like, this is a possessed doll. This is great. It's this funny. Is an amazing concept. They try to do this shit with Annabelle. It doesn't work. You can't be Chucky. I'm sorry. I, He's just... What did you think of the new one? I don't know if I've seen the new, new one. The one that's like the coming home. No, I don't no, know if I've no, seen no. that one. That was good. Not Annabelle. Sorry. Uh, Child's Play. Oh, we talked about this. And you didn't like it. I'm not a fan. But here's the thing. I understand where you're coming from with the whole technology mm -hmm. um, concept. You know, that is scary. Technology scares me. But the Chucky... I think they dropped the ball. Personally, I really think they dropped the ball. That's was, just my. Take was out. it the look of them though? That didn't like. I liked everything about the movie. I get. I can see why some people might not like the look of it. But I said, "Yeah, look at it as like a standalone film because all they had the same was the title and the name of Chucky and Andy. Everything else was completely different. Right, completely different. But I liked it because it's like we rely on technology so much with our vehicles, our phones, like everything, to where you want. If people can have it their way. They would have this your damn cell phone driving your car for like ev doing everything, and he was pretty much showing. They're showing you in this movie like that's not necessarily great at times. No, like, yeah. no, like I said, the was, premise, the technology standpoint. I mean, that is scary. That yeah. I think a good, good, good concept. But the Chucky, no, yeah, I was very disappointed with his, the his look. look. Um, they could have made him more raw. I mean, look at how great he looks back in what. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he him look that scary, especially when he's getting angry. Well, especially when he's going to kill. He I looked too sweet, endearing. I know there was, there was a lot of things that they couldn't do. Like, there were certain kills they couldn't do if it was similar to the original movie. Right. And then, like, the look of Chucky, it couldn't look anything like him, or they'd get in legal trouble. So there was a lot of things. I think that's why there's a few things that are different about it. And, like I said, I really just enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun movie. Funny. Like this is for Tupac. I love that part. I'm like, who doesn't oh. love Tupac? That was like See, that was just freaking awesome. Things like that is just like I was like, are you serious? Like I, it kind of upset me a bit. The second time the Tupac shit happened though, and when, he was brought up, I I chuckled. Yep. When he was the stabbing first time, him. I was in disbelief though. I was like, really? Mm -hmm. He just said that shit really. So I was a little, I was a little upset. I'm gonna be honest. I was it was, it was fun that. though. Um, that was actually better than I expected. Yeah. A lot better than I expected. Pet Cemetery, the new one, did you see that? I did. I did see that. That one, I feel like they dropped the ball. Really? I, I didn't mind it so much. I don't know. Once again, I'm a sucker for the classics. I'm a sucker for the classics. Me too. Um, but I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. Have you ever seen the Sinister series by any chance? Love it. I, I was going to say, Love I think it. they do well. I really that's like actually like, Out of the movies that came out in the mid to late 2000s that's probably right. that and the conjuring series are probably some of my favorite ones that came out okay cool cool and then you know like, what you're thinking about i like the Wait. actor in that movie what the hell is his name ethan hawk he was in one of my favorite movies as a kid white fang so i he 
he's great though. I mean, he's he, great. I mean, not even just training day. When he did Daybreakers, the whole vampire shit. I like him in that. He's good. Um, I, I do. I think he's a he's a phenomenal actor. Um, what I was thinking is maybe if I, which I hope I come back on your podcast again at a, at another time. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe around the holidays. Um, so my birthday's in December. It's the first week of December, and uh, maybe we could do like Krampus because that's like holiday, but it's. Yeah, you it's know, still holiday horror. horror. Yep. But there, have you seen Krampus? I thought that was a good holiday horror. Yeah. For, for family, you know, for family-wise. Yeah. Like, I oh, thought yeah. that was, I was really impressed. Did you like it? I did enjoy it. I thought it was fun. I liked that. Different. I did like that. Gingerbread cookies, and I thought that shit was cool, and the elves, and it was just different, and I really liked it. I really, really enjoyed that. Yeah, that was a, that was a good one. I would do that. Like I would do any horror as long as I haven't done it already, and even then right. I might do it just to get a different take on it. Yeah. But I would do any any horror movie. I'm down to do it as long as I can get my hands on it. And yes, holiday horror. I know it seems like cliche for podcasts, but shit, it's gonna get me listened. So I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I'm definitely fun. gonna ch- uh, check out uh, Thanks Killing. I'm gonna I'm gonna check that out probably when I hang up with you. I'm gonna go and look into that one. Oh, it's, um, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. It's funny. Like the first was like thirty seconds. You're gonna be like, "What the hell does he have me watching?" You're gonna laugh. Right. I will say that. I won't say why. I'll let you. I'll let you find out for yourself. I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. But no, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that one. I'm trying to think of those other ones, but Krampus is one. Maybe for the holidays, we should oh, we should do a review on that. Definitely. Definitely. No, it's there's fun. A, there's another it's one fun. on um, Amazon Prime called Mrs. Claus. Okay. Somebody, somebody that I'm afraid for friends with. It's their movie. I don't remember whose movie it is, and I'm sorry for that. But <laughs> I'm gonna definitely, I'm definitely gonna check it out and do a review on it. And there's a guy that I like, actually, I'll tell you more about that when I'm done recording because I don't want to release too much stuff to people. They can't know everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do, I do that. So sometimes on the podcast, and I'm just like, damn it, I don't mind people using my ideas, but I'm like, I want to at least get it out there first, like this, the green screen thing. I kept that quiet for so long until I finally got one. I'm still learning how to use it. I've done a few YouTube videos here and there. But eventually yeah. I want to incorporate that into my podcast. So I'm doing movies and interviews and all that. And I have it now. So now go ahead and use the idea if you want to, people. Because <laughs> I have it. I don't have my green screen, but I do have, like, my forest background. That, I was I like, like it's that. pretty green. It's pretty green enough. You have and, a, are you very familiar? So you're familiar with green screens then? That's good. Oh. I mean, I was a film that's, student, that's, so yeah, I know my great. green screen. It's pretty good. I, I was picking the uh, the guy earlier. His name's Tom. He's actually he's a senior this year. I don't even know what school he goes, so I should have probably asked him that. But um, I, he was giving me some pointers with the green screen too. So now I have someone else's brain to pick for something like that. That's good. Nice. Um, what, what can I know? What his review was? Of wait, of what? Did you do a review earlier today? Oh no, no, I, I just interviewed him. Oh, okay. Just gotcha. because, like, I met him at ScareCon a couple weekends ago. He was there. I think he was there with his father. And he sat in on the um, the shoestring budget thing. And gotcha. I went, okay. I went and talked yeah. to him. And I was like, hey, man, email me. We could just talk. We just talked pretty much random horror. What got him into filmmaking and all that. And kind of like what his plans are. He didn't tell He said he kind of wants to do, like, a slasher type eventually. But he didn't, like, get too deep into like, He's still working on stuff. He doesn't, we don't want to put that out there too much. I was like, yo, anytime you want to come on, come on. Anything you need promoted, come on. Come talk awesome. horror, review a movie, and just... I'm just welcoming people on here. and I'm right. glad that people say... like, it's, it's cool when people say, yeah, it's funny. Like, I'll send people 
you know, the same message that I sent you pretty much. My name, hello, my name's Aaron. I'm a huge horror fan. Here's my podcast. I'd love for you to listen to it if you ever want to be on, blah, blah, blah. Right. Some people just ignore it, or the, or I'll forget I send it to people. Some people are right, send it to them two or three times. I just send it and then delete, send it and then delete. And sometimes people hit me up like weeks later. I'm like, oh shit, I forgot I hit this person. <laughs> I forgot uh-huh. I hit this person up. I've had a couple say no, but I don't like that. I don't let that bother me. I don't. No, and you shouldn't. You shouldn't. No, you shouldn't. And like I had, um, rest in peace, Steve Dash. I reached out to him and he said no. He said I just don't do interviews. I was like, oh, cool, that's fine. Right. You're still awesome in Friday the 13th Part 2. Mm-hmm. But some people will, some people get offended by the word no, or they get, they're afraid to ask because they're afraid it's they'll spirit. be told no. And I'm just like, that's fine. Some people may not want to work with me because I'm not that big yet. And once I get there, if they want to work with me, then cool. But like I was telling the guy Tom earlier, I was like, for those people, yes, I will work with you. But the people that say yes right away are going to be the ones that are always first in line. Of course. And then, you know, <laughs> Loyalty. Loyalty goes a long way. Loyalty goes a long way. And you got to start somewhere. You know what I mean? And um, like I said, I commend um, just even you telling me, you know, I've been doing this for two years. I've done about 80 podcasts. You know what I mean? Like you're up and coming. And I I just know, just keep pushing this. Keep pushing this. Keep, you know. Oh, I'm going to. It'll become something prosperous for you. So, you know. And I have like, and this is nothing to people who have, I have no network back of me at all. Like it's just me. (laughs) I mean. Let me rephrase that. It's me and everybody that I've worked with on this podcast from episode one till now. But, I mean, as far as, like, you know, if you have a network, you have that network where other podcasts are like, look, da-da-da, these podcasts are a network, this, that, and the third. And I'm just, one, I haven't had the opportunity to join a network. And, two, my biggest fear is there was a network, which I'm not going to mention, that podcast, a couple podcasts were on or were going to work with, but... He, the guy who owned the network or whatever was pretty much saying, like, he owned a part of their podcast. And, right. like... He'll turn you into something you're not. And then, like, he... Uh, well, he wouldn't let them... He would only let them work within the network. And anything that they posted would have to tag him in the network. And it, even if he wasn't... Make, he wasn't making any of these connections. So they eventually left with him. And I'm like, I'm... For one, that's not going to happen. I, but I've heard of other good networks that are just... It's pretty much you. It's just you're getting a bigger... You're just helping getting... You know, you got to promote these guys. They promote you type of deal. That I'll do. But if you're going to change something or act like you own something of mine, it's, I'm sorry, it's not going to happen. You're doing it the right way. You're doing it on your own. Um, stay authentic. You know what I mean? It's, don't don't feed into the to the jargon because that shit gets old real quick, and then a lot of people lose um, the respect. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they started from a humble place, but then they just they go off the damn bandwagon and they drink the juice. Yeah. So I, I, I really admire your platform, and I appreciate your... your um, you know what I mean? Just being humble and just knowing where you come from and not feeling like you have to, you know, jump into the, to the trends. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I just keep it real because that's why you can't, you were brought into this to begin with. It's just real, genuine people just having a passion and a commonality, like I said. And I mean, I, um, I'm grateful for, you know, us now we have this network yeah. and I know you're going to do big things. I'm, I'm super excited for your future. You I, know? I hope so. And I, like, my... You will. You will. You got to speak your manifestations. Oh, you I know do. You I will. definitely do. But I, I, I do, but then I also think, like, if I never did anything with this as far as financially and all that, I would still keep doing it. Like, I, I, I didn't get into podcasting and doing this to make money. I got into it to talk about horror and network and just have a good time. And then I was... I tell my younger brother this because he's my producer. He's been making beats for... 
He's 30 now, probably for about 15, 20 years. Is he, oh, he might be the plug. You see the plug? Any R&B? Any R&B? He probably could. He could make it. He could make whatever. He, Let me know. Let me know. Because he, he, like, he loved, he used to rap. I don't know if he does as much anymore, him and my cousins. I don't know if they do as much anymore, but he still does beats. He did my intro, if you listen to the podcast, he did my intro for this, and then my YouTube channel, he did the, um, the intro for that. That was originally the intro for this, but I made it for my YouTube channel, and he just, he produces my episodes now, so like after this, I'll send it to him, he'll mix it down. Whatever he does on his end, I don't know how to do it, he'll do it, and I told him, I was like, yo, if there's ever a day where I blow up, <laughs> you're, you are, bro. keeping it in the family, like, both. That's why I would never work, as far as that goes, produ- I don't even care if it was a big name producer, with networking and podcasting, I'd be like, no, my brother's my producer. Simple as that. Even if I have to tell him a thousand times, yo, I need this episode. <laughs> He's right. still... I'm all about the grassroots, yeah. keeping it home, keeping it close. You have you to. Know? You have Some people forget that. And I mean, I get it sometimes you have a phone up, but some people forget that. I'm just like, no. Yeah. I'd quit the podcast before anything. I think why I've stayed in entertainment as long as I have is because I've just always managed to present myself in the right ways, meet mm-hmm. the right kind of people, um, stay true to myself. You know, um, I've had a lot of opportunities that I have turned away because it just didn't Feel sit right. well with like yeah. my soul. You know what I mean? Like what, what I'm supposed to do. Um, at one time, I, all I wanted was fame and fortune, to be honest. I mean, who doesn't? You grow up and mm-hmm. growing up, I seen MTV. I wanted yeah. to be in the limelight and then I took a different path and I said, I want to help people. I want to motivate people. And that's where the motivational speaking came and stuff like that. So now that's my passion, that's giving awesome. back. And I think with your podcast, that's what you do. You give people a, a place to come and express themselves and it's a platform that's safe. And yeah. um, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And I'm happy to be a part of it. Well, thank you. Thank you. That's awesome. It's, thank, you. thank you, Aaron. I'm excited. Oh, anytime. And I, I mean this. Anybody that's been on here and that enjoys coming on here, just shoot me an email when you want to come on again. That's then we'll work something out. I well, really enjoy and, it. And vice versa. And vice versa. And I'm definitely. I'm gonna talk to my girl Lauren. I'm gonna let. I'm gonna know why she hasn't responded. But she's Maybe, a busy person. I was and, gonna say that's that could be a thing too. She could just be busy. Cause she didn't. Right. Say, she didn't say no. This past month has been hiatus for her. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I'm sure just coming up with all those concepts and things like that, but I think she would be another amazing person to um, network with you and uh, be on your show. I would love that. And I'm just going to keep throwing that olive branch out there. Anybody wants to come on, come on. I'm, again, you could be a, a horror podcaster and you just want to come on and promote your podcast. Just come on here and talk about some horror and then promote whatever the hell you want. Real. True statement. It's, some people don't want people doing that, though, which I, I'll never understand. I'm like, how's... It's funny, and then I'm sure you see this online. I see it all the time. The the stupid um, what the hell is it? So and so like the Kardashians do this, this, and this. But you'll share this post, but you won't share your friend's post. And I'm like, you guys are sharing the post, but I'll joke or I'll be like, look, I have a podcast. Just hit share for this. I don't give a shit if you listen to it or not. Just hit share. And then one my, one of my um my stepdaughter's friends. This was such a humbling moment for me. She heard about my podcast, the Horror Research 30 podcast. She didn't know that I was the one doing it. Wow. <laughs> and so I don't know how she finally figured it out. Because, like, she would see, like, the, she's seen the group. And she see my wife posting in the group all the time. And my stepdaughter here and there. And I, I guess she just never put two and two together. So then when she finally found that out, I was just like, yeah. And it was humbling. Because she was like, this is one of my favorite ones. I've listened to it. I download it. I listen to it all the time. And I didn't even know this. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's me. Look at how proud. You must. That's so sweet. It is. That's a thing. 
it, it, it really is. And it's like, that's that stuff like that means more to me than say, like if somebody big, like a big name person was like, Hey, your podcast is great. And checking it out. Cause it's like, it's somebody that's from my town, like in my city that's listening to it. I've, I'm not gonna say I obviously I've met her before. Are very honest. Yeah. Oh yeah. Very honest. Their perspectives are innocent and and. Well, no, really... she, she's like, how old? Is she? They're in their twenties, but still. Oh wow! Cool, yeah. though. But still, though, is like she it's. Can pick up on your voice. I guess not. I, <gasps> you know what it is though. I have. I haven't um like I've talked to her, you know, and she has a two-year-old son. Like sometimes my stepdaughter will watch her. Sometimes my wife will watch him. And just to kind of hang out, and they'll go and, you know, go hang out or whatever and come home. <clears throat> and, like, she's like my adopted daughter, pretty much. That's how, that's what she calls it. She calls my wife, my, you know, she calls our adopted parents and stuff. She's a big horror fan, though. I'm like, that's cool. And she just graduated from, I don't know what school it was, but for massaging. And she's talking about opening, like, her own thing. I was like, when you do, let me know. I'll definitely promote it on here. And she was like, I'll hand out business cards <laughs> in my shop. I was like, well, boom. Awesome. Stuff like that. Like, I, I just really like doing stuff like that for anybody, really, because it's easy, it's free. Well, it's putting people fun. on the map is definitely yeah. going to be what puts you on the map. And it's Which just, I just feel like it's the right thing to do. Like, I don't do it, I don't promote people, like I said before, say for you, for example. I wouldn't promote you because I'm expecting you to do the same. I just do it because I'm like, hey, this was a cool person that came on my podcast. It's doing me a favor. Right. Go check their circle. Go check their workout. Do it. Yeah. Go listen sure. to them, whatever, and eventually it'll pay off one way or another. If it's getting a bunch of downloads, that's cool. If it's getting a bunch of money, that's amazing. <laughs> so but, when you post these live, I mean, people comment on them and everything like that. Are we going to get some hater mail? I wish. <laughs> well, remember, even, you know, bad publicity is still good publicity. Yeah, I, so let I, them talk. Let them talk. I don't really get, um like, when I, when I do post and all that, I don't really get, like, people are downloading stuff. They don't really, I don't really get too many comments here and there. I will. On the actual pod being paid, but it's never anything negative, and I'm, oh, awesome. which is great. I mean, if you have something negative to say about the podcast, obviously go right ahead. If it's constructive yeah. criticism, fine. If you don't like it, fine. Either way, yeah. I'm not one of those people who, which I've noticed with a lot of famous people, when you people are listening to like other podcasts and radio and all this stuff, you tweet them something negative and they go after that. So people think, okay, well, to get that attention, to go after it, I'm not going to even pay any mind to it. Right. I won't read it. I mean, I'll scroll through. Like, if I see it, I'll scroll. Oh, yeah, this, this episode sucked. Okay, cool. I'm not going to go attack that person. That's your own opinion. If you're being a troll or if that's your own that's fine. Uh, but if someone's like, I love that's this. That's maturity, though. That's maturity. I think critic, you know, critique is very important. But mm-hmm. a lot of people were learning and think they have no spine. You know yeah. what I mean? They're soft in that regard. You know what I mean? Yeah. People but- learning. It's not, don't take things so personal. You know what I mean? It's. Mm-hmm. it's What's what's the fun in that? If you take everything so hard, you know it's yeah. I yeah I, I can't. It's too much, and yeah. I, I'm and I'm a pot like I would look like an asshole taking it to heart, like being upset about it because I review movies. There's movies that I talk shit about, so yeah. for me to say to you put yourself in like a in a, in a vulnerable position already to begin yeah. with. You're on a podcast and you you know you're vulnerable to be attacked, but yeah, you know but I don't you, you know that doesn't that all that internet Twitter. Tweeting, not Twitter, but the keyboard warriors, they don't, that doesn't phase me. I, I love it. I haven't had to deal with anything yet, but I'm more of a, I'm more of like a, I like that. I'm more like a face to face type thing. Like if, if it's a real issue, you know what I mean? That's, that's different. I'm not going to come looking for you because you said something on the internet. That's, I'm not 15 anymore. 
Yeah, when, if the internet was out when we were kids, I'd probably fought a lot more over some stupid ass shit. We were the keyboard warriors, probably back then. Yeah, <laughs> but now I'm just like it's, it's all fun. It's all yeah. You're talking about. I look at you're talk good or bad. You're talking about me. Someone's gonna say this podcast sucks. Someone's gonna go check it out. Same thing. Someone's gonna say it's great. Someone's gonna go check it out. So hey, I really don't care either way. Just keep telling people about it. <laughs> I'll tell, I say tell your friends, your family, your enemies, co-workers, anybody. Just tell them to check out the podcast. That's it. And sure. hey, if they like it, cool. If they don't, that's fine, too. Everybody's entitled to their own opinions, right or wrong. I couldn't agree more. I did not bash Nicholas Cage on this episode, which I'm proud of myself. <laughs> Shit, I was about to if you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he... He's coming out with another freaking horror movie. Like something in the water, though. Like, why? I, yo, it's funny that you say that because I kind of feel the same way. Like, I don't care that he's the Wicker Man. Um, I, like, it's the kind of like Ben Affleck for me. Like, I'm sorry, to love him, but that boy got to go. You know what I mean? Like, he is. I don't know. Everybody I, has somebody. Like me is Nicolas Cage. My brother is Corey Feldman, and Corey Feldman played in a lot of his favorite movies, but he just. Can't stand him. <laughs> and what makes it funny with him is like, we you talk about it, and I would say like, what don't you like? Like, why don't you like him? Blah blah blah. And he'd say it's personal. You wouldn't understand, or I can't tell you. And it's just funny because well, he's not my blood brother. I've known him since second grade, but it's just funny how we make jokes about it. Right. And then I was like, one day I either call him or text him and apologize. Like, yo, I finally understand what you mean. I was like, Nicholas Cage is that one for me. I just cannot. <laughs> I only like them in like two movies that I've seen. I haven't watched a ton of his movies. I like them in Gone in 60 Seconds. That's because of Cars and Women and Face Off. And that's probably because of John Travolta. I was like, boy, if you say Ghost Rider is some shit, I'm turning this shit off right now. I didn't, wa- I didn't watch it. And there's, a, there's another movie my brother keeps telling me to watch. I don't remember what it's called. He said it's actually a good movie with Nicolas Cage in it. But I'm not, I re- just refuse to watch it because I just feel like... And it might be a great movie, but just because I don't like him... <laughs> it's hard to see it's, him. Yeah. I, an actor. I do. Um, I did an episode with these guys. Their, front, their uh, shop is called The Nightmare Shop. They live out in St. Louis. Greg and John, two of my guys. But uh, they know how I feel about Nicolas Cage. So these assholes, which I love them, were like, yo, let's do the movie Mandy. <laughs> because... <laughs> wow. And I did say some nice things about Nicolas Cage. I said he had a, a cool shirt on, but <laughs> I just seen the other day that he's that was up. like pushing, right? Like you were pushing just to be sweet. No, I like the shirt was really cool. It was like a tiger on it or something. But like, there's he's doing another horror movie, and people that have been on the podcast, especially like people that have been on multiple times, like the Nightmare Shop, they're mm-hmm. gonna want to review that movie. I already know it. And Wait, is this recent? He's doing a. Yes. Recently, he's going to be doing a horror movie? Yeah, I don't know what it is. I forgot what it's called, but I made a post about it in my group. I was like, look at this. I tagged a few people that know about the Nicolas Cage jokes I have. I like, he's trying to ruin my life. Oh, and we've, we've never met. We're probably never going to meet. It would be it would be so hilarious if we met and just started fist fighting out of nowhere, though. Like Peter and the Chicken? Yes. That, that would be hilarious. And you then just left like nothing happened? A duel. You got to. I don't know. <laughs> He's like, nah, seriously. And I don't wish, like, I don't wish any ill will on him, obviously. But I no, just, of course not. I don't like his acting, and I feel like the way he acts is the way he is in real life, and that's why I don't think we would really click too well. Pompous. At all, he's just, and he's always yelling. Every movie, he just finds a reason to just scream for no damn reason. Yeah, he has a he has an underlying arrogance about him. He, 
he does is he'll read the script goes to you know when they go to record and he just does his own thing the whole doesn't follow lines or nothing people just kind of go along with it that's i could be wrong that's they're like all right you know what nick you just write you write what you want to do and we'll we'll incorporate that yeah and somehow he always finds a reason to scream and i wish he would stop i just wish he would just retire and do something else come on oh sorry go oh no i was gonna say he can even come on here and record with me I'll try to have a cordial, cordial conversation with him. I don't know how well. It would be funny, at least. But It'd be understanding. I'd very, and, but if he starts yelling, I'm just going to have to cut him off. I'm like, he you know definitely what? yell. Well, you have to anticipate that, because that, that dude's going to yell. He's, he's a monotone type of actor. He's going to... Yeah, that, that's, that's why we'd have to have me and you were doing this through Skype. Me and him couldn't do that in person, because if he starts yelling, I'm just going to push him out the chair. So I'm like, yo, knock it off, Nick. This, this isn't one of your bad movies. Winner takes shirt. You know what I mean? Winner takes tiger shirt. There you go. That tiger yeah. shirt was cool. Really Have you cool. ever? Uh, I was curious if you've ever uh, seen the new Escape Room. No, but I want to watch it. That one was good, and I'd really like to know what your thoughts are on that. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, check that out. It's a good one. I enjoyed it thoroughly. But that—that's like becoming the new psychological. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that shit really plays with your mind. You know? So mm-hmm. that's a good one. Check it out for I sure. Will. I definitely will. I gotta. <laughs> I gotta start watching movies more. Like I've been, I'm always so damn busy. Work takes up so much friggin' time. So I hear you. I hear I you. And it's here in the ATL, so <laughs> I hear you. But um, I'm like, once again, I'm just so happy that you asked me and you've taken the time out of your busy schedule and, and um, we're accommodating around my busy schedule mm-hmm. to put this together. And uh, I might have over spoke myself. We're going on almost two hours. Oh no, this is. You have a lot of material to work with. Your brother might be pissed off because he's gonna have to edit and help produce or whatever. You know, it's you know, it's funny, and I do this purposely. I tell him, don't cut anything out. There's, I mean, there's been times where I had him cut something out, like here and there, but nothing like serious because I, I want it to but, be like a genuine conversation. I don't want it to be edited and cleaned up. Nah, screw that. The only right. time he might chop, like if there's a big pause, you know, like the, what is the dead oh. air? That that's different. But other than that. No, I don't cut anything out. He just mixes it down, puts the intro in, puts the outro, and I don't know what the hell he does. But whatever he well, does, he I, knows what he's doing. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. I mean, I know I'm I'm here presently listening, and I'm. I mean, it's me and you right now, but yeah. it will be it will be cool to at a later time look back on this and, and listen, like, same here because this is like this is me listening to it, talking about it, and then I I don't go back and listen until he sends. Like I don't even listen to it. To check for anything that needs to be cut. If something right. needs to be cut, I usually I remember it. I'll send it to him. And when he sends it back and when I put it out, like when I put it out and download is when I actually listen to it. So I'll go back and listen. I listen to like, out of the 80-something episodes I put out, I probably listen to all of them except for like four or five, which are downloaded. And a lot of podcasters don't do that, but I know a lot of podcasters also do their own production or whatever. So they listen to it as they're producing me. I'm like, I got to go back and listen. And there's times I go back and I'm like, holy shit, what the hell were we talking about? It's hilar- It'd be hilarious, but it's, it's right. cool. And then it gives me pointers. Like, I love listening to my, listening to my show and other shows because it gives me pointers. Okay, like, okay, this is something I can work on with my show. Or when right. I'm listening back, okay, this interview was so good. Conversation flowed. It was funny. I got to keep this energy. And believe it or not, the crazy, like, when I do interviews, 
with like say a little an indie director, indie actor, or actress. I didn't mean to say little. I don't really look up what they've done. I'll look it up bits and pieces, but I rather them come on and just have a genuine conversation about horror yeah, and then of course. Once they bring out what they want to promote, I don't want to sit here and look up like, okay, well, you did this movie, Sharknado Part 6, and you were in the Terminator 7, and you were, I don't like doing that, because then it's just, you hear me clicking the damn mouse and all that, and looking up, yeah. and it's, it's that's not my a style. fluid transaction. It, it needs to be fluid and sound fluid, and like I said, authenticity is a big thing with me, you know, and I think that's when you get the best products. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Is when you're just your authentic self. Um, I try to keep it as real as possible. I hope people can relate to my personal struggles and stories that I said. Oh, um, I but it's, it, it's, it's raw. I mean, it's my experiences. Take it or leave it. But um, I know that, you know, you got a little bit of peace of me today, you know? Yeah. And I, I feel like I received a lot from you today. It's, it's, it's so cool because you learn so much from people just from doing this. I've, I'm starting to learn that more and more. Like I told you, the film actor, the film director earlier that I had in school that was so it was cool and it, I have one thing that I like I like when people reach out to me that I haven't reached out to because they've heard of me from somewhere and want to be on the podcast want me to either to do a movie or for me to review their movie and I'm like that's that's humbling I'm like I don't know where that and I, hey where'd you hear about me oh I heard about you from they won't necessarily always remember but I've heard about you I listened to your podcast mm -hmm. or I've heard about you someone's listened to your podcast I downloaded it, I checked it out and you seem like you're a nice person. You really enjoy it. And I'm just like, that's that's rewarding to be like that. So I'm saying, I, I got to keep doing it. <laughs> it is, for sure. And I, um, I like I said, I mean, I can't wait to be back on the podcast again at a later time. And um, if I'm ever a part of something, I'll definitely let you know about it because I would love your support on it. Oh, definitely. And, um, we'll keep this we'll keep this relationship going. Um, yeah, I'm trying, man. I'm as many as I can get. And I also... Actually, I'll tell you about that when we're done recording. Because I was going to say, I have, well, I can tell you about it, but I'll ask you more stuff after. The guys I was talking about from the Nightmare Shop, they sent me, I had them send me business cards for Scarecon last October, this past October, and I still have some left for the next con. And they do cons out there in St. Louis, and they do like other stuff. I sent them business cards, and I actually got the idea from somebody on like a Facebook group or something, but they were charging people. And I don't even think they were, I don't think they had like a table. They were just like, I think it was like $5 a day, 15 for the weekend, and I'll hand out your business cards. But I'm like, I'm going to this con. I'm getting a table. Let me just hit up some people that I'm cool with. Yo, send me some business cards. All I ask is I can send you some in return one day. That's it. Like that, Stuff like that is just a good way to network. I don't look at it for a dollar amount because I'm not – first of all, I'm not that damn famous. Now, if I was somebody like Kane Hodder, that might be a little bit different. But then again, still, if it's someone that I'm cool with and genuine people, just throw it on the table. I had another friend, my friend Matt who's on here a lot. He has a podcast. Oh, what the hell is it called? I forgot what it's called, man. I'm sorry. He has a YouTube channel, though, called You Are, You and Your Horror Movies, where it's just him, and he'll review movies of the month that he's watched or movies periodically that he's watched throughout the month. I had him bring some business cards to my table and all. Like, I just, I try to help everybody grow as much as I can. It, simple as handing out a business card for people. Put it on my table, cool. So if you have any, if your friends have any that are into horror, let me know, and we can work something out. I, I really appreciate that, and I will I will keep supporting your podcast. I, I think what you're doing is amazing, and um, once again, thank you so much for having me. Anytime. And I mean that, anytime. I mean, you'll have to put up with some of my co-hosts at times, but... <laughs> <laughs> which can be nuts. It's 
Oh man, thanks for coming on. I really do appreciate it. And I Likewise. wish you the best. I wish you the best luck in all your activities and expeditions and whatever else you're going to be doing. I can't think of any other words. All my endeavors for there sure. You go. Yeah, I don't. I don't have those big that big vocabulary like Ti. Oh. I wish you were sitting next to me right now, just saying it like Ti. All right, say this. What do I need to say, Ti? Boom. Thank you. Expeditiously. He's come a long way. He's come a long way. He has. I'm happy to be in his city, though. If I ever see him, man, I'm going to plug him into your podcast. Yeah. See, with him using all them damn books, I'm like, yo, T.I., I don't know what the hell you're talking about. You got to break this down, man. I'm not reading a dictionary to talk to you. Just break it down. <laughs> I have no idea what expeditiously means. I know about the word because of you. Now I got to look it up. Sounds cool. But, wow, that was a fun, that was a fun-ass show. <laughs> Thank you again. Seriously, though. Thank you again for coming on. We definitely got to do this again. For sure. Anytime. Let me know. Um, do you have anything you want to plug? Um, <laughs> well, there's so, I mean, I feel like I kind of been doing, doing it throughout the podcast, but um, the only other thing is I work for Hotworks at the moment, and Hotworks is revolutionizing the way you sweat and feel after a three-dimensional workout. So I am big in the fitness right now. That's what I'm really pushing people just healing internally. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, Hot Works, Peachtree City, come and see us, pretty much. Go. That's awesome, man. Right? You got to be healthy to watch horror. Yep. So, as always, thanks for listening. Everybody that's going to listen to this episode, you should know where to find me if you're listening to this, but if not, I'm on iTunes, Podbean, what the hell is this? Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, Stitcher, and a bunch of other platforms. Check out my Facebook group, my Facebook page, Horror with Sir Sturdy. If you ever want to be on the podcast, shoot me an email, horrorwithsir.sturdy at gmail.com. And as always, I'll see you in your nightmare.